0: where do you get your advice from how do you get to the goals that you're trying to accomplish in this week's episode myself and Rory are going to talk about just that who do i get my advice from who do i seek when i want to get to that next level when i'm trying to grow the school or i'm trying to be a better father or what if you're trying to be a better husband or better at your job who do you seek out for advice We're going to talk about just that and the importance of finding a mentor and finding someone who has done what you're trying to do or seen how to get there so that they can properly help you. This is Tapping In, episode 39. So sorry for the wait in between episodes. Enjoy the show. All right, we're going. Oh, yeah. We're here. We we were just talking about (laughs) WWE. Exactly. It's fantastic. I know. I love it. I do too. Um, I, I'm not into it as much as I used to be when I was. Ooh, hold on. Let's close the door. Let's see if you got the skills. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Got okay, it. Ooh, 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 ooh. One dollar. One dollar. One dollar. No, oh, five cents. Shit.
1: <laughs> it was like watching a golf ball trying and go into the uh, into the hole, but it just stops two inches in front Get of the cup. In your home. Are you right. too
0: good for your home? One of the best movies. It's Caddyshack 2 right there. Uh, that's Caddyshack 1. They do it in part 2 as well.
1: i do it. Yeah.
0: I never really watched part 1.
1: Oh, I saw part 2. It's one of young. my favorite movies. That's like top 5 for me. Caddyshack 1. I'll give you the uh, my top 5, I guess, comedies are Airplane, Caddyshack. Uh, some of the Pink Panther movies are great. Uh, oh, um, Tell me you're old
0: without telling me you're old. <laughs> that that, <laughs> that I can't
1: name a funny movie from the last fifteen years. That list right there. Give me, give me one movie in the last fifteen years that was funny. Ugh, last fifteen years. Oh, I loved Step Brothers too. I thought that was great as well. With uh, Step Will Brothers is so good. It's one of the funniest freaking movies but I've that's ever not, seen. Is that fifteen years though? Yeah, I think it's like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Just makes it- yeah.
0: Like even the Hangover is great, but that's like yeah, you're pushing it. Exactly.
1: I mean, give me a funny movie in the last fifteen years. Well, that's the thing. I think with a really good funny movie, you get like maybe one every like ten years or generation. I don't know, the eighties produced a butt ton of them.
0: Well, there was also a lot of cocaine in the eighties. <laughs> People write, and you gotta remember back then, you could really write whatever you wanted and put it on film, and there was no political correctness, yeah. there was no cancel culture. Yeah, dude. Like if you watch American Pie, you oh, can't make that movie today. No, you can't certainly not like a blazing saddles or something no, like that like you can't make those movies yeah. we're talking
1: about can you really even make the hangover today yeah yeah or you seriously can't do like a married with children kind of thing you can't do all in the family yeah exactly that's oh, for sure well, that show shows would be never like, flying today yeah, that's verboten absolutely but
0: you know it's the world we're living in and it's sad because the more uh, restrictions we put on things the more we just like like we're trying to keep everyone's feelings from getting hurt but it's like, mm. yeah, but you're eliminating some great stuff
1: Fucking A, man Like, just have fun Enjoy it Get in on the joke Don't I mean, get upset about it That's kind of what I'm uh, It's funny that you say that That's one of the uh Subjects that we're Going to talk about tonight But I have to uh, bring up Some other things In the first thing Bring it what, up, baby What do you think About useless friendships? <laughs> I'll tell you why <laughs> What's the point In having them? <laughs> I'll tell you why Pookstar is like uh She said You know I really don't want To call this person back you know, because she just, I said, well, what are you getting out of the relationship? She goes, really nothing. She doesn't listen to a damn thing I say. I have to sympathize with all her illnesses and all this other shit.
0: I can't deal with that. Yeah. I can't. i uh, It's funny. Today at work, uh, one of my students was like, hey, Miguel, you never got back to that text you sent me or that text that I sent you. Right. And I got real serious. I was like, well, when did you text me? He's like, it was like five, six o'clock at night. I was like, that's why you didn't get an answer.
1: (laughs) And they all laughed. I turned my mind. And I was like, guys,
0: I was like, guys, I'm being completely serious. Unless it's something pertaining to work.
1: Right.
0: um, Or you're like on OJT or something where like I have to be in communication with you. Mm -hmm. Don't bother me. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to get back to you. I'm not on company time. No, I have other things that I'm dealing with. I was like, I know you guys think I'm cool, but
1: I'm busy. Do they think you're cool? Yeah, they think it's a awesome. <laughs> A few of them told are me. Are you it. cool? Do you, I mean, do you really, like, when you, like, walk out of the house and you're listening to your music and you're dressed the way you want to be dressed, don't you feel like king of the shit hell at that point? I do. I know I do.
0: I do. It's like... A couple of my students listen to the podcast. Okay. And they tell me about it. They're like, yeah, we drive in, we listen to your podcast. I'm like, why? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're one like, of the I coolest know. motherfuckers like, out there. we don't know, there. man. You say some cool things and, like, some of the things you say are, like, real heavy, but they're real... He's like, and then we sit in class with you and it's like, we kind of understand you a little bit better. Yeah. So when you're breaking things down, like we get it, like, Hey, like he's going to get upset or like, we know. So do you think you're, I mean,
1: do you really like cool is an interesting concept, concept to me. You know, when you walk in a room and you know, you own the room.
0: See, I don't think I'm cool. I don't think I own the room. I think I just walk in. I feel like I've just gotten to a point where I'm just very unapologetically me.
1: Okay. But that's a cool thing. You're I think I'm cool. You're, you're comfortable in your skin.
0: I think I'm cool. If you don't think so, I don't care. <laughs> God bless you. Woo. Got the sneezes. When do you got? G's? Allergies? It must be something. Yeah. Something's in the air. My nose has like a little tickle.
1: You ever have one of those things where you like <laughs> sneeze nine or ten times in a row? And you think you're dying? And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy sneezing, but. I'm going to tell you a weird
0: phobia that I have.
1: All right. Let's All see.
0: Right. There is this. Uh, you ever you ever heard the disease where like people start hiccuping and then they don't stop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So like it just starts one day and then they hiccup for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Every time I get the hiccups, You're if it goes more ended? than five minutes, I'm like, I got the disease. I'm never gonna stop hiccuping. <laughs> and I start thinking about how my life's gonna function with, and then like my hiccups, and then I get so paranoid that my hiccups go away. And I, I, I was think like, it was oh. someone
1: famous that had that, some famous actress or something like that had that hiccup thing. That's brutal. Yeah, I'm sure it is. They like they
0: try to kill themselves.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: <sighs> I don't know who it was, but. I can't imagine. I wish we had a Jamie like Rogan does, be like Google that. Who's the actress that had the hiccup disease? <laughs> exactly.
1: You're, you're dealing with a uh, close to sixty year old. I can barely type my name in the computer. So, but you can play those those ivories. Yeah, I'm uh, quite good at that. You can play those keys. I'm playing tomorrow night. I can't wait. Are you really? Uh, yeah, I got a uh, playing in a real shithole bar up in Morris Plains. Well, oh, good thing they're not listening. <laughs> no, no, no I, I, they know it's a shithole. <laughs> it's, that's part of the charm. It's, that's exactly. It. It's called Hoovers. If you want to see me tomorrow night. Um, but it's one of those really tight bars it gets real hot real sweaty and i nice. love playing there yeah because it's just very hot and sweaty and it's like roadhouse it kind of yeah. yeah it's very much like that and people are just cool there but they know it's a shit old bar but they're cool there that's kind of what brings that's where people go You know, you throw down a few pbrs and uh you know you're totally you're the real pbr i hear that. The purple boat right? i hear that eric Bardashi lets me know all the time pbr
0: baby Professional bull riding,
1: <laughs> and the first when he first called me that, I'm like, "What does that mean?" You know, I thought it was like one of those. Like, I remember you like, "What's PBR?" I was Like purple belt Roy. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking it's one of those urban
0: slang things. I'm like, oh, I don't know it. Uh, trust me, Eric's not using urban slang. <laughs> no, no, like he's like he's he's had like what half black, half Cuban, but yeah. he's like everything about him says like Florida swamp boy. Really? Got, yeah, everything about Eric just says like hillbilly, like. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Wow. Like I think of him, like he reminds me of like like he could totally be the guy from uh the Water Boy, the coach <laughs> who like you don't understand like. Nah, 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 oh, that nah, guy! Nah, 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 nah. I can see Eric to be like welcome oh. down to South Florida. I'll tell you, I'll tell guys. you
1: where I saw him in a different light, and uh, you know, we went down to Atlantic City. He looked fantastic. He dressed fantastic. He like he was just I don't know. I I like the guy a lot that way. You know, was this the day he kept asking me jiu-jitsu questions at dinner? That might have been. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone he was wearing like the uh, the Elmer Fudd hat. Yes. You know? the know. Cousin Eddie hat. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's an interesting character. <laughs> he is. He's definitely like dirty Florida boy. Wow.
1: I th- I see him more as like a
0: Lacoste wearing. Uh... No. No, he's not. No, a, he's wearing, wearing that. He's wearing camouflage Crocs, in the swamps <laughs> wrestling gators because he's bored. <laughs> like he's like a six pack and he goes, "I'm gonna grab me that gator." Watch. And it's like, why would you do that? He's like, because it's fun. Because I can like, do it. Yep, not for me. <laughs> you know what's fun for me? Watching you do it. Right. It right. would be real fun if it bites you. Right. Then I'm really enjoying myself. <laughs> I told someone the other day, I will never stop someone from a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I'll tell them, like, I don't think that's the best idea. But then if they want to go through with it, I'm going to let them do it. And I'm going to watch and exactly. enjoy what happens. Because then it's funny.
1: There was a great comedian that had a great line. He goes... When I grew up in high school, I was the class comedian, not the class clown. The class clown is the guy that puts like uh, clothespins on his nipples and runs out on a cold winter day on the football field. The comedian is the guy that talks him into doing it. And that's true. A, that's a, <laughs> you know, That it's to me true. is a
0: big distinction. The clown is the person that's being laughed at. Right. The comedian is the person that's giving you something to laugh at. Bingo. You
1: know? Absolutely. So so she's got this friendship that's just not producing any kind of like uh, joy, joy, (laughs) fulfillment, warmth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you don't want to have a one way friendship. Um, You don't want to have a not. And by non-beneficial, it doesn't mean that you're getting like perks, but you should at least enjoy talking to the person. That's
1: what it is.
0: It's just empty, man.
1: Yeah. And there are a lot of relationships. There's this other kind of relationship that always pissed me off when I have to deal with a person on their wavelength all the time. Like if I'm not kind of playing by their rules on the phone, then they don't want to deal with me. First of all,
0: I don't like the whole on the phone thing. Yeah. When, when someone calls me, Oh, God, (laughs) don't. Like the first couple times I'll pick up because I'm like, man, is everything all right? Are you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But But then when you realize they're just chit chatting, I'm like, oh, no, 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 (laughs) no, 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 for the love of God, no. Like, do you realize I literally, Roy, I'm not exaggerating. Mm -hmm. Like, you understand my work schedule. I don't even
1: bother you at all that way.
0: Based on my job, the second I clock in, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm up there, I'm answering questions, I'm Mm -hmm. instructing, I'm breaking rules down, doing this. Then I get in my car, I come here, and I'm talking. Mm -hmm. I'm teaching, I'm talking to students, I'm doing sign-ups, I'm on the phone. Then I do a podcast where I'm talking. Mm -hmm. Then I go home. Guess what my wife wants to do? Do you have a second to talk? Of course I do. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Even someone like me, who thoroughly loves the sound of their own voice, (laughs) I get tired, man. (laughs) Like there's the like I've gone to Dude, a point, when I hear your schedule I get tired just hearing about your schedule. So do I. I don't know how I do this shit, but I'm trying to watch my mouth. But that's what it is. I've gone to a point. My wife love her to death, but Steph's one of those people where once I agree, mm-hmm. she continues to argue her point. <laughs> <laughs> like she'll be like, "Hey, give me, you got to give me an example, so example of that." She'll be like, uh, <laughs> "Hey, you know, after Benny's flag football game today, uh-huh. can we run to Lowe's? Yeah." Okay, I just need to pick up a couple things. That's fine. Right. I promise it's going to be quick, but you know I really need to get sand for the school. I'm like, okay. Because the sand pits rain low. I'm like, I just want to get ready for summer. And I'm <laughs> like, Steph. Right. I said yes. Yeah. Shut up. Because <laughs> like, to me, I'm like, I'm, I'm listening to more words than I need to at yeah. this point. My ears are bleeding. Yeah. So today, like she did, I was leaving. Give she me goes, that sound of silence, please. Man, it's gotten to the point now, like when I drive to work, Mm -hmm. you're talking about an hour drive. Yeah. I haven't turned on my radio in like a week. Really? I need. Well, because there's a lot of negotiations going on for stuff in my life. Right, right, right. Now that that's a very big thing thrown on top of everything else. Right. You know, it's stress, but you got to deal with stress. If you can't deal with it, it's going to break you. And if it breaks you, you were never meant to deal with it to begin with. And you lost that life. That's how I see it. Okay. You got to survive. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. And one of the ways that I'm surviving is when I'm alone. I need silence. Yeah. It's tough with the kids too. The kids are good though, man. Are they? Yeah. I don't, you know. Like they get it. I can manipulate
1: them pretty easily. (laughs) Can you put them in front of a TV and and let them kind of chill or? So I can do that for a little bit. Right. Then you feel bad. They've gotten good to the
0: point of understanding like when Dada's going to put on a movie, Dada's going to fall asleep. We can do whatever (laughs) we want. We just got to be quiet and when Dada wakes up put everything back to normal. Wow. They're good. That's very very cool. Yeah. <laughs> they laugh too. Like there's times like today for example, uh Steph went to go pick up Benny and I was home and I had Juliana and I had to get her ready for a swim for a swim class. Right. And they're doing like a one week boot camp. Mm-hmm. So her my god, my nose is so like oh. So it Sounds like, like you're hitting on
1: some serious cocaine there. I which wish is nice.
0: I wish um, <laughs> it's just allergies the older I get the worse it gets so I get her changed into her bathing suit Steph goes to pick up Benny from school I'm hanging I'm like alright Juju we're gonna lay for a little bit she's like ah, are you gonna sleep I'm like yeah you get to lay with me so I put on her like cartoon it's only for, like 15 minutes right 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 I close my eyes and I hear the door open because Steph comes in uh-huh. and I hear Juliana when she goes dad I fell asleep
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I'm awake
0: yeah. but like Steph knows like they're they're really good they get it and I'm never like fully asleep. I'm always like kind of half in, half yeah, out. But yeah, I yeah. just
1: need peace, man. Dude, it's, what do you, I mean, I live for naps. I mean, <laughs> that's my thing.
0: I need peace. Soon. Hopefully very, soon. I do very have soon. a lot of
1: that. I, I, will, I will say, thankfully, I, I've created an environment where I have a lot of peace in my life, which is kind of nice. I have none. Yeah. Oh, I know. Your schedule is ridiculous.
0: None. And it's sad, too. Like the second I wake up, I'll look at my phone and it's like emails, text messages, yeah. Instagram.
1: And I'm like, oh my God. What percentage of it would you say is work versus the school versus the house, like outside stuff? It's a pretty even split, man. It's 50-50, seriously? Yeah. Wow. I've gotten
0: really good at bringing the, uh, the, I have like the school phone number, it goes to a cell phone. Okay. So school has its own cell phone and it's mm-hmm. like all the email and everything. Yeah. And I've gotten really good at getting a lot of school
1: business done right. while I'm at work. <laughs> you have like form letters. Doink. I'm like ping, 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 bing, bing,
0: bing, bing. Right. Exactly. intro booked, intro booked, right. You know, <laughs> account canceled, account reinstated.
1: That's awesome.
0: Phone call. It's so funny. It's like, I'm in my cube. I'm like, uh, Professor Miguel Montgomery BJJ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like oh, you double dipping is that what you're saying oh, yeah, i'm not double dipping i'm
0: maximizing you're my time Maximizing time, your time. Got it. i'm maximizing my time i'll like have like my headphones in i'm like on the speakerphone talking as i'm like answering an email for work i'm multitasking that's man, awesome man. man. multitasking so do you obviously you prefer texts just text me yeah that's that's the way i say and it. make it quick if it's long i'm not reading it yeah if it's like, hey, professor, quick question, or hey, Miguel, can I ask you this, or hey, Miguel, and it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah.
1: ooh, I'm not reading it. I mean, throw a Certain the
0: notes, people, I will read it, because they've already set the precedent that they don't waste my time with their text messages. Right. So when I see a long one, I'm like, ooh, this must be important.
1: Okay. I'm going to consider myself in that group. Yeah. Because my uh, my texts are really to the point.
0: Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, if someone texts me and I don't get back to you within five minutes, I tell everyone, like, if it's important, you got to text me right away. Because oh, okay. I might have gone and be like, all right, let me respond to this. I'll, let me just do this and I'll get Man. back to them. And then when I come back to my phone, there's like 670 more text messages. Right. You,
1: you got buried. I think we talked about it this on the podcast. I'm, I'm I'm getting good at, like, ending texts because people don't know how to end their texts a lot of times. It's like, it's like see ya. I'm like, okay, goodbye. See, yeah, I'll see you later. Now I get it. I just give the thumbs up, and that pretty much ends it. Ends it. Well, that's ends the equivalent that to like that's Instagram. my emoji that that's, ends it.
0: Yeah. yeah, Instagram. That's the equivalent to just like double tapping, just giving it a like. Okay. It's like thank you so much for everything.
1: Great class tonight. Double tap. Double tap. <laughs> okay. That's me saying I
0: heard, I read it, I acknowledged it, exactly. I liked it. Let's continue.
1: <laughs> yeah, my head is uh, near there. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is just snacking. I find myself like hitting the snacks a lot these that's days. That's hard for me, man. But I'm hitting like healthy snacks. That's what you have to like do. Like nuts and cheese and all that shit. But I was wondering. What kind you, of nuts? Uh, pistachios in the morning. I have 20 pistachios every morning. Uh hit the walnuts, some almonds. And I just find it great. You know, maybe and some string cheese. What about D's? Uh, You're you talking about vitamin D or? No, what, D's. What are D's? D's nuts. Yeah, no, keep going with that. <laughs> keep going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get your old ass with that yeah. one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. Good <laughs> <Yeah>, boy. <laughs> you want to continue with this?
0: I was so That's it. That's the whole joke. I'm that's the like whole a, joke. Is he talking about vitamin D? No, the whole joke is you ask <laughs> me if they've ever had D. Or I get it. Something. I and get it. And they go, it. D-Way, you go, D's nuts. Got <laughs> it. You fell right into it. Yeah, well, Fantastic. I hope the viewers. I'm a little old. I so. hope the listeners <laughs> enjoy it. You could throw
1: that at me whenever you they're see me. They're probably all listening. They
0: were D's. <laughs> I guarantee they're listening. They're like, no. No way. <laughs> got him. Got him.
1: All right, so what I'm getting at is like the snack that I'm hitting these days is uh, a bowl of cereal.
0: What kind of cereal? What's in that bowl?
1: D's. No. No. (laughs) For a split second, you thought, wait, is he really? (laughs) I know you did. (laughs) Bowl of cereal, man. It's like uh, Frosted Flakes, Captain Crunch, Reese's. Peanut butter cereal.
0: You're not on the raisin brand yet. No, fuck Grape nuts. you know, at no. that point yet. <laughs> no,
1: dude, I'm very regular that way. It's me too, man. I'm like really, really good with the toilet. That's good. I know. That's healthy. Fucking awesome. <laughs> I know so people doing... that aren't. Know, man, I'm sorry, too. <laughs> it's really fucking sad. You gotta train yourself. You got on yourself. this thing called like Linzess. I don't know if you know anybody that takes that shit or like. Linzess. I'm trying to lynn more. Kind of yeah.
0: <laughs> but you're like. You're t- it tonight, bro. I got Some dad joke, dude. I heard the best dad joke the other God, day. Let's right. It's like I had to fire the guy that I hired to mow my lawn. Okay, he just wasn't cutting it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Steph hates it. I'm hitting her with them all day.
1: I'll give you a bunch of these. Check these out. My father-in-law was great with us. Okay, before he died, he was a, he was a great guy. World War II vet, Purple Heart, the whole thing. Uh. I would always always tease him I'd say hey Saul I'm really thinking of getting into the tennis business what do you think he goes I don't know a lot of strings attached there (laughs) (laughs) I go Saul I'm thinking of getting into the elevator business he goes I don't know a lot of ups and downs in that (laughs) business <laughs> Sol, I'm thinking of getting into the bakery business. A lot of dough in there, Roy. You know? <laughs> I, lo- I love those dad I jokes. Know. They're fucking awesome.
0: Dad jokes and uh, French pastry chefs. That's my new thing right okay. now. Okay, what's
1: the French pastry? I don't know. Uh,
0: I just I watch uh, these specifically two guys. Uh, Amari. Oh, oh, this is a. Uh, this is a. Yeah. Th- okay. They're just so good. And Cedric, I, pre- I believe it's pronounced Goulet. Um, they're just so good, man. How cool is the French language? So fantastic! I just <laughs> love that everything I just loved, they fucking say sounds cool, dude. I just love that it's called a pâtisserie. Right? Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going there. Yeah. And getting something. It sounds delicious. <laughs> it sounds way better than the bakery. Definitely I went to bad. the bake shop. I went to Italian people's bakery.
1: Exactly. When Where'd you, did you get that
0: from? Oh, I went to the uh, pâtisserie and I yeah, got exactly. oh
1: my god, I bet it's fantastic. That was a pretty good GSP right there. Not bad, right? Yeah, I was pretty darn good. I was not impressed with your
0: performance. <laughs> that athletic sizing my gs my gsp is pretty good i want to do it to his face one day see how he
1: likes it i'm sure he hasn't he's heard it from a thousand people though yeah
0: but mine will be better
1: yeah <laughs> he's like that sounds just like me he's like i do not sound like that it's like yes you do that was a little bit more gordon but we'll get there <laughs> gordon doing gsp gordon yeah. doing gsp
0: that's the next step Do impressions that's of like mashups impressions oh that's 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 a serious talent. mashup um so what what cereal all right I, like So I said, what's Give I me like your top frosty, three cereals Oh my top three cereals All
1: right I like anything chocolatey When I was a kid It was like Cocoa Pebbles Cocoa Puffs Cocoa Krispies Did they go cuckoo for them? A fucking hell yeah I went cuckoo for that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I went to school Like wired on this shit Oh god <laughs> We haven't introduced our kids To
0: like the fruity cereals No Not wow, yet It's like Cheerios like Fruit Jul-
1: Lips, tricks.
0: Juliana could probably handle it <laughs> Benny would just I might as well I might Downs as well them give off them the walls. Yeah I might as well give them Coke <laughs> <laughs> like at that point, so just just put a just put a line on the table and see what happens. Here you go, kid. Have a great day. He's no. just wired, dude. His lung capacity is insane. Really? Yeah. He definitely inherited his father's lung capacity. Okay. He was at swimming the other day. And, like the lady went underneath because she thought he was like drowning, mm-hmm. and then he came up and like wasn't even out of breath. She like, goes, can he what? hold his breath for a minute? I don't know if he can go for a minute, but I'll say this: he swam to the very bottom. Of like an eight foot pool. That's beautiful. I like was hanging. Because then you get the there. pressure
1: down there. You get it in your yeah. ears. Yeah. Well, she... I
0: taught him how to like you know point your head and hands down and mm-hmm. exhale. Right. And he went all the way down. Like she went down there and grabbed. Him. She goes, "What were you doing?" He goes, "Looking around." Because he has his goggles. <laughs> so he's just living down there. That's awesome. You know, it's it's. I think I timed him at like twenty five seconds. That's awesome for a five year old. you kidding me? Seconds.
1: That's great. He's fine. Well,
0: he'll be six in a month. So. <laughs> so we well, yeah, you're going to be
1: uh, you got a birthday too. Yeah, pretty soon. That's right, baby, thirty seven. 37, it's a good year. Speaking
0: of my birthday, uh-huh. if you're listening to this and you're the person who sent it to me, thank you so much. What a nice gift. Someone sent me a brand new Michael Myers Funko Pop. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was addressed to Professor Miguel. Wow. It got sent to the school and I absolutely love it. is a It's a limited edition, special edition, Michael Myers, number one, blood splatter uh, from the original Halloween. And here's what's cool about it. What's that?
1: All the Funko Pops have numbers. Right, a, all, take a step back. What's a Funko Pop? It's like a cool bobblehead. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Never heard of it's that. It's those things up there. Okay. I have them up there. See? They're like little. I dolls. do see it. I just didn't know that. Yeah. That's they're like, what they're called.
0: They're like cool. It's the brand. Okay. But it's like essentially like a cool bobblehead. Okay. Uh, and they're all like, you know, like, you know, special editions. They all have a number. hmm. So the number of that Michael Myers is 622.
1: Okay. So not, only is, it,
0: not only is it Michael Myers. It's also my birthday.
1: Oh, very cool. So whoever
0: sent that to me, I don't (laughs) know if you know that. That's intuition, baby. But that's pretty fantastic. And I, I, I I hate to say it. I probably cherish it the most out of all the stuff that I have up there. Just because it's a Michael Myers. birthday. Do you get
1: presents out of the blue sometimes? Like from fans? Yeah. Every every now and then. (laughs) So you do have a modicum of fame is what you're saying? I mean, you know. (laughs) I'm no Gordon Ryan, but, you know, I get some stuff every and you Gordon of... gets a lot of shit from people? Yes, he does. Does he?
0: Yeah. Okay. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, Tom was like, if you own a jiu-jitsu school and, you know, you want me to represent, send me a t-shirt and I'll absolutely wear it and I'll tag your school. And he probably got like he a, got inundated. 150 wow. t-shirts. Holy shit. He's like, bro, I don't got to buy clothes for like five years. <laughs> He's like, I just didn't want to buy shirts. <laughs> it's genius. You know, so... You know, if anyone wants to send me something, you know, there you go. 21 Bellmead, Gregstown Road, Bellmead, New Jersey. Nice. Unit 106 okay. 8
1: I think you're famous enough at this point that even if it just got to the Montgomery or Bellmead post office and it just said Professor Miguel on it, care Montgomery B. I don't J., think so. I think they'd know to I deliver I think the it.
0: mailman might know. Like if they put jujitsu, they would know That's what, what i are talking about, but they don't know who yeah. Professor Miguel is. Not yet. Mm. I don't know, big guy. I don't know. I don't think I'm that big <laughs> in
1: Montgomery yet. Not yet. Give me a couple more years. You're mayor, are you mayor material? Not yet. No. <laughs> could you? Do you think you could be a mayor? Yes. Like, like control the the impulses and and just be a mayor. Yeah. Like, I could you play so. the politic game, political game? Yes. Wow. I think I could play. I don't well think I too. could. Oh I could. Like, I, I sooner or later, I'm going to say a verbal hand grenade. Yeah. You know. I think eventually they just start digging into my past and I'd be like, <laughs> "I gotta withdraw." <laughs>
0: Apparently, some facts came out about the summer from 2007, things that I am not proud of. Right. But we cannot take them back. All we can do is learn to grow and move forward. That's right. And move on. You really so got that. that you, got, must... you already have your
1: concession speech down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then you
0: release the uh, the tell-all book, right? Which is all about your life, and then like you know that one mistake. you made.
1: Well, Trump unfortunately found that out about the, uh, he was having a conversation with somebody and the douchebag taped it, you know, about the uh, grabbing them by the, uh, grabbing them by the, <laughs> by the pussies. By the buzz I didn't mean to say that. It okay. was locker
0: room talk. It was locker, t- talk. locker
1: room talk. It was terrific.
0: It was and terrific. It was the best locker room. <laughs> Lockers made Everyone of always organic. said it was the best. I agree. Smelled fantastic. Especially <laughs> after I sprayed on my Aqua DiGio. <laughs> Exactly. Fantastic, especially if you're going to DJs or headlines.
1: Huge, <laughs> I saw
0: this kid doing One of my students is like a young 20 year old. He's I still doing Trump impressions. I'm horrible at it. I, I gotta just, work on it. A little I love part. that dude. I just think he's hilarious. <laughs> I think he's fantastic. Yeah, but uh, I was like, Are you wearing aqua de joe? He's like, Whoa, how did you know? And I was like, How did I know? That's only like my like, 20s, it's triggered. I'm triggered right now,
1: yeah. Like I want to go back to like the frat house and like. There were three great colognes of the nineties. Brute, no, not Old Spice. No, I'm being real about this. Okay, of the nineties, not the 1890s. I would say Aqua de Joe Is Aqua de Joe nineties though? Yeah, that came out in '95. I think. Did it really? Yeah. I'll say it had a good run. I'll say Dolce and Gabbana. Which Dolce and Gabbana? The the first one. The first one. Mm, Because the light blue came out in like the 2000s or something. The aughts. Yeah. It's called The on um, The 90s. And then the big one was, um, not the Noir. Oh, uh, Tommy. Tommy Hilfiger. was like a big cologne in the 90s.
0: Uh, CK1 was a big one in the 90s. Oh, it was huge too. in the 90s, yeah. And then right around middle school, the big one for us, like mm-hmm. late 90s, uh-huh. early 2000s, Curve. Oh, huge, yeah. Curve was huge. I remember that. I remember that. And then once you hit the college years, it was all about the Aqua Dujo. <laughs> yeah. All about It's good it. shit. I smell well, that. Well, that's it. when
1: the Varvado stuff first came out oh, in the, uh, the, in the early 2000s. the so good. The uh, Allure stuff from Chanel came out then. I mean, there was some great shit. It's good stuff. The 80s was really like Polo, Drecar Noir. Polo had a good run. Polo had you amazing You know who had a good run, run too, in the Which late one? 90s, mid 90s? Which one? Nautica. Oh, it's That huge. Nautica competition. Nautica
0: I'm thinking about the Nautica competition. Oh. came in a blue steel bottle, oh, wow. rubber sprayer. It was a little bit of a sportier smell. Almost seemed like you were out in the ocean all day
1: sailing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Did you ever smell like uh, Jean Claude and uh, Jean Paul Gautier? Gautier. I never had that. Oh, it smells good. One of my friends had the Michael Jordan cologne. It oh smelled yeah, smelled like I ass. It, really? Yeah, it smelled like he sweaty ass. He had one. Ass. I thought it smelled pretty good.
0: No, I never liked it. Wow. It had a weird funk to it. It smelled like someone left the gym and then sprayed cologne. And then sprayed cologne. <laughs> That's what it smelled like. It's like mm, you're stinky a, but not terrible.
1: This smells like a guy from North Carolina just came off the basketball court. And <laughs> yeah.
0: And has a hot day <laughs> and but not enough time to shower. So I'll just spray these <laughs> on my balls real quick and get it going. It's got it's like it's nice, but it's, it's covering something up. Yeah, it's like you're covering something up. <laughs> you got some fun town.
1: <laughs> you know Michael Jordan used to wear his North Carolina shorts under his yeah, uh bull absolutely. shorts. Absolutely. Pretty impressive. I actually saw him play. When he was still at North Carolina. Really? That's I, how fucking old I am. I think you talked about that one time. I did, yeah, he, I did. Yeah, I went to Maryland. You said watching him was like watching
0: him glide. It didn't even look like he was. was like, he was crazy. Yeah, effort.
1: that team was amazing. I think they had Sam Perkins, him, and a couple of other dudes on that team. Doherty and Dougherty. But they were fucking crazy good. Crazy good. And really? Jordan was just, like I said, just a phenomenal player. Just different than anything I'd ever seen before. Still wasn't the first pick. I mean, it's true. Sam Bowie. Fucking nuts.
0: You know what's the sad part too? Like Bowie had like a good career. Who wasn't Jordan.
1: Let me ask you this. Who what football player would you say glides? Like he just doesn't look like he's putting in this effort, but he's just enormously successful. Oh man. It's hard to say. Like yeah, I'll give it, you a name I, that I think is Mahomes. I don't think Mahomes glides. He plays the game like like almost like he's just like making it up as he's going along
0: he is but i wouldn't say he looks like he's gliding it doesn't look effortless okay. it looks like there's a lot of effort and he's pulling something out of his ass and it's okay. like wow that was incredible i feel like if you want to talk about someone who looks like they're just gliding i was thinking like a levy bell I would, before he
1: uh I, I, would, I would
0: say like a Ladanian tomlinson yeah just kind of making those cuts in and out and then they're out right it's like, wow how did that happen right michael vick was a glider he was amazing like it what a fucking like, athlete! It looked like
1: he was jogging, but no one could yeah. keep up. Yeah, remember uh, that guy Randall Cunningham? He was the same way.
0: Oh, Randall Cunningham was the original. Yeah, I know Randall Cunningham very well as a Giants fan. Uh, right, he was a he was an he was Eagle, foot of an eagle. <laughs> Back in the rich coat tight days. Um, wow! But if you want to talk about someone today that I think just glides, I mean, you got to talk about like a wide receiver. Yeah. If I had to think of a wide receiver, I would say someone like a Henry. Uh, no, who? You mean the team. Who's the kid from the Bengals? Jamar Chase.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just yeah,
0: such clean. Routes. I can
1: see that. Cooper Cup is another one. Cooper Cup is amazing. It almost
0: looks like he's floating in midair, yeah. and then he's gone. Yeah, it's like
1: whew. everyone always says that about him. They always say like his speed is so much more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you know. Well, he beats you in those first two yards. Yeah, with his like cut, cut, cut. Yep. Drops ahead and is
0: like his feet are going so fast where it looks like he's floating. Yeah. And then he picks where he's going and he's gone. He's crazy. His cuts are so tight. Would you
1: pick him number one in a fantasy league this year? Because he was the number one receiver last year. Would you pick him? I think we need to have a conversation about that. We need to bring back the Montgomery BJJ. You want to do that again? Yeah, let's bring it back. Because I mean, it was. I didn't do fantasy football at all last year. I remember. I did. And I won. And then when we had Montgomery, I won. You won the Montgomery one too. I don't know how you did that. Because I'm the king
0: of the fucking waiver wire. We're gonna, yeah, you work good on the way. We're gonna do it again. I'm we're like at one in the
1: morning waiting for the uh, the yeah. time frame. To but end. I
0: want like people that actually know football.
1: I don't know many guys in the class that know football. I'm sure we have a couple. I'm sure we do. But we'll branch out. I we'll we'll figure it out. So getting back to the cereal, I got to stop doing that because I had it like really late at night last night after class. What we'll a woke stupid. Up. Move. Yeah, you probably felt terrible. And my stomach was like, "What the fuck did yep. you do to us?" How'd you wake up in the morning? Well, I mean I don't wake up till twelve, one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, so everything's all so, settled. <laughs> everything's all settled by then. Fantastic. I Dude, wish I had that life. I'm a very, very uh retire or retirement oriented uh, individual. So anyway, my friend, this is the uh this is the subject tonight. I wanna know where people get their advice from. Oh. I wanna know where people in, in specific to BJJ, I wanna know where they're getting their training cues from. Aside from just rolling, is it the coach? Is it your teammates? Is it YouTube? Is it BJJ Fanatics? I want to really get an idea of how people are picking things up.
0: So I think with that, especially in today's age, with the BJJ Fanatics and the Instagram and YouTube, it's so easy to get your information from anywhere and everywhere at the same time, which is fantastic. The problem with that is it's become so monetarily beneficial to people that you have people just putting
1: out junk and garbage. You're talking about the people that are producing Yeah, look, the, yeah, the I mean,
0: you'll see Instagram videos where it's like, look at this move. And right, it's like, yeah. it looks really cool, but it doesn't work. Almost like what you saw happen with like Taekwondo and Jeet Kudo, oh, yeah, where he's, it's like, he's, look yeah. at this technique. And it's like, you're doing it on someone that's not resisting at mm-hmm. all. Right. Don't bring that shit to jujitsu. Like, let's, let's keep it real. What makes jujitsu cool is that it's real. My advice to anyone Figure out what you're trying to accomplish in the sport, whether it's as a competitor. And I'm very fortunate in this aspect uh, because I figured out what I wanted to do. I figured out what I was good at and find someone who's done it or is doing it okay. and has a blueprint that you can follow. So in other words, find somebody that you can sort of model your game after. Find a mentor. Yeah. You know, I was very fortunate. I had a mentor. I have a mentor. Right. Tom DeBlas. Right. And I think if you look at our school and his school, there's a lot of parallels and that's not by mistake. It's because I listen and I follow his example and I, I you know, do I do everything like him? Absolutely not. We're not the same person. We do certain things differently, but at the core, I stay true to that Tom to blast affiliation, that Tom to blast jujitsu. And I think when you have that, you should live up to it. Yeah. If you're in the school, why not? I mean, you know why? Uh... So, I mean that that's where I think people should be getting their advice from. Problem is nowadays, everyone's an expert. Yeah, you know, everyone's an expert. and I don't think the weight
1: of being a black belt carries the same strength that it used to. That's a huge, huge statement. I'm going to poke it a little bit. You got to tell me why you think that and how you came to this conclusion, that sort of thing.
0: I think there's so much emphasis being put on competitions right now where you're seeing blue belts and purple belts competing at such a high level. Yeah, where people like, well, you know, just because they're a black belt doesn't mean anything. Okay. You know, this purple belt's better.
1: This brown belt's. So it's not a knock against the black belt. Not necessarily. It's it's really praising the younger belts. Yeah, the younger belts are really showing a a level of attainment that's right.
0: And some of them can really like technically break down techniques. Hell yeah. But there's just certain things they don't understand, like longevity. Right. You know, you've been doing this for you know, three years, five years, seven years. It's like that's great. You've accomplished a lot, but. You know how can you how can you tell someone to be doing this for fifteen years? How can you talk to someone and convince them to do it for twenty years?
1: Yeah, you know, can you do it for ten? You can't get that across in a video, definitely not. I mean, you could, like you said, you can learn technique. You could even learn, like, if something happens, plan A, you go to plan B. I get that, but that's still not the same as getting it from rolling.
0: No, it's not the same. It, it, there is no. You always kind of have to find your game. You have to, and it's not always the game you want to have either. I never yeah. thought I'd be a half guard player right you know early on i was all about de la i loved it you love when
1: people stood up in your guard
0: yeah i couldn't wait okay. i was like hey we're gonna do this we're gonna <laughs> grab the, grab the grip here play de la Riva. maybe i go inverted um and then it wasn't until an injury that i started playing half guard a lot of people say that then i just tweaked my knee a little bit and right. that's when haas was like man play some half guard he's like that way you don't have to use that leg right And i was like oh i like this And then, you know, Haas had a half guard and, you know, Tom had a fantastic half guard. Right. And then with Tom, it was cool because it's like, man, like Tom's got one of the best half guards in the world. (laughs) I'm just going to copy everything he does. (laughs) That's what I did. And, you know, I just, you know, find someone that
1: you want to model yourself after if you're lucky enough because some people can. That's another thing. I mean, if you're, if you're in like a a remote part of the world or even in this country, I mean, you're not seeing the competition. You're not seeing the teaching you know, bona
0: fides. What's cool is now, you know, with the way things are with social media, if you use it the right way, you know, let's say you're a kid in the middle of Wyoming and you're pretty tough and you want to really do jujitsu. You can literally go online and that's what makes jujitsu so cool and find the team you most like and be like, I want to train with those guys. Right. Yeah. you can make a call to Daisy fresh and be like, Hey, can I, can I come train there? Or you can call Otto's or you can call, Schools are very accommodating that and way. Schools are accommodating. Doesn't yeah. mean you're going to be on the competition team right away.
1: No, but those are like, in that yeah,
0: environment. come in, come get a membership. Let's see what you're about. Right. And you'll train and you'll train, just keep showing up, keep showing up. You might realize, like, eh, maybe this isn't the team. It's kind of like when Jaden moved from uh, Colorado. Yeah. Jaden and Cam made the move from Colorado to uh, Ocean County to train with Tom. Right. You know, and look what that's done for their careers. Yeah. It's a big difference. You know, it's, it's, it's different when you have someone who's accomplished what you're trying to accomplish right? or understand what goes into it. If, if you haven't done it or seen it or been around it, you don't know.
1: So like, I get the sense that, because we were talking about this before, even uh, the podcast that a school represents two things. Number one, the, the teaching ethos, but also the room. You know, the, the, there's got to be a competitive side of the room. If you want to really, really accomplish, get accomplished in this whole thing.
0: If you want to be a competitive school, yes. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of schools that are in non-competition schools that are a tough room. They've yeah. got some tough guys in there. But you have to have like-minded athletes. You know, that's why, uh, you know, we, we have our competitors go down to Tom. Right. Because he's been open 15 years. He's got a room full of competitors. You know, we've been open less than five. Right. We have some really tough guys. But do we have enough to make a room? No, not yet, right, right.. So let's supplement it. let's do what we can here and then let's supplement it. and we right. have you know the the ability and the luxury to do that. You know, not everyone has that. and even the people that have that, not everyone's willing to do
1: that. So do you think guys grow their games through a video and they just said, "Let me try that and then I'll do this?" or are they really getting it from the roles? Because no matter how many times I've seen videos. It, it, it doesn't seem to like sink in the way a good roll would. You can watch porn all day; it's not going to make you good in bed. Anyway, that's a good quote. Let me uh, rewind that for a second. <laughs> you can watch it, porn all day; it doesn't make you good in bed. Guy. it's very different once you're in there. Okay, you can watch those videos
0: all day long, practice it all day long. Be like, I like this. You got to do this. Second, you're rolling, and someone's going live, and there's resistance. You're like, oh, this is very. This different. is not working exactly. You know, you can revamp it, you could break it down, you could drill it, and let's break that down. You have to drill. Yeah. Everyone's obsessed with rolling live. You need to drill. I'll watch people roll live mm-hmm. and avoid the spots where they're coming up short. So instead of fixing it or addressing it, they just keep doing what they're good at. Right. They keep doing what their strong suits are. And it's like that's not making you better. Right, right, right. Why don't you drill close guard? Why don't you drill Kimura escapes? Drill it. Because I'll tell you why. Because drilling is boring. It's not
1: fun. Right. It's not. But that's how you get better. That's how you learn. Aren't there guys on the flip side of that though? That just drill and and like avoid rolling? There are.
0: And, And the thing is, it's like drilling's great but they have to go hand in hand. You can't yeah. just roll live. That's what you I'm saying. to have yeah. to drill. You can't just drill. You have to roll live. You know, it's like inspiration is going to come from both. Yeah. It's like, you can't just, you know, when you're 17 years old, you can't just get in a car and jump on the highway. But at the same time, you can't just practice parallel parking in the mall. Right. You eventually, you got to practice it, fine tune it, but then you got to put it out there and do it. Right.
1: Otherwise, like, what are you drilling for? That's a great example. Yeah, You know, driving skills.
0: What are you drilling for? If it ain't for oil, baby, let's get yeah. some. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm trying not to say, I don't know why I said it like three times already. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> <laughs> I critique myself as we go. So,
1: all right, let's also say, do you learn a lot from your teammates or from your coaches? That's
0: exactly who you learn from. Okay. So I, I'm going to give you a perfect example. I was training with, uh, you know, one of Tom's students, a fellow black belt. And the first time we trained together, we did a round and I was playing my half guard, my deep path and he called me a guillotine. and then he called me again. He called me like 5 guillotines that first day. Yeah. I was like, shit. Like I'm already a black belt. I'm like, how bad is my deep path?" And I was like, "All right. I'm also very stubborn where when something doesn't work, instead of like, "Oh, I got to try a different game." it might I'm like, "Nah, I'm just going to keep doing this until I fix it." Right, right. You know, I enjoy I enjoy to suffer a little bit and make it better cuz then I know I'm comfortable and I can suffer a little bit more. And then I can suffer in life. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife is trying to kill me right now but that's another story for another day uh, so the next week I go back and you know we're rolling again and you know same thing he starts go for it and he only called me like three times so you know by the third week you know fourth or fifth round however many times we went I didn't get guillotined and I got a sweep and yeah. the round got different and he was like man your D path got really good okay. and I'm like no man you made my D path right. better right I'm like, you made it better because here's the other thing. Every time he would catch me, he'd be like, "You're leaving your chin out there. You're getting too relaxed here. You got to really like, you know, that's a bring great, me in tight. That's a great partner, though. That's how you learn from your teammates, yeah. though. You know, that's what a good teammate does. Yeah. Don't just be like, oh, watch your neck. No, 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 Tell me what, where I'm wrong. Yeah. Tell me how to fix it because yeah. now it's gonna make it harder for you to get, yeah. which makes it makes you better at getting it because yeah. you hear it all the time." You know, guys get a submission and be like, oh, man, you just got to watch out for it. And it's like, no, like, no, that's you trying to keep, you know, All a right. magician's secret. It's a trade secret. It's right. not trade secrets because I'm going to figure it out one way or another. And if you help me. There are douchebags <clears> that do that, though. There's a lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot of them. I saw a video the other day. It's like how to never get tapped by a lower belt if you're a black belt. Or it's like how to never get tapped by a lower belt. And the guy's getting rear naked choked. And, like, you see his face going right. He goes, wait, stop, 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 stop. (laughs) And he grabs the guy's elbow. He goes, you have to bring it deeper. Move your hand. He goes, okay, now get it. Uh, Tap, tap. Good job. And it's like, like, before I tap, let me stop you and show you what you're doing wrong. That's an ego thing. I mean. Oldest trick in the book. Yeah. Oldest (laughs) trick in the book. You got me. I I do the opposite. If I can see that someone's doing what they need to do to get out of a position, but they stop, I'll coach them out of it. Okay. I'll be like, no, no, keep fighting the elbow. And I was like, I'll like squeeze a choke or I'll hold the Kimura. I'm like, no, tuck it, tuck it. Keep. And then I get, I'm like, good job. I like coach you out of the submission. Right. And they're like, oh yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. Then they forget (laughs) that I just coached them out of it. And they come at me like super hard and I'm like, Relax. Take it easy. Yeah.
1: But that's one of the things I love. When I look around the room, you know, after the class is over and I'm like saying, okay, who do I want to hang with? What do I want to roll with? Kind of thing. I purposely choose specific people because it seems like everybody's got a specific part of their game that's really good. You know, like tonight with Sean. Mm-hmm. And His they, top pressure is fantastic. It's it's amazing. And I said, I got to learn this or I got to, you know, kind of get a piece of this whole thing. And that that's something I really, really uh, work with a lot of people. Anybody that I see that's really kind of getting good at something, like I was talking to Max about leg locks, you know, because that's something I really don't play with at all. And I said, I, I, I got to learn some of this stuff already. And it's helped me out quite a bit. Yeah, why not? Yeah.
0: I, I always specifically like training with people who are really good at something and right away giving it to them.
1: Yeah. That's so what I'm it's talking like, us
0: let's, let's see. Yeah. Let's see how good I am from here. Right. You know, like with Sean, I like, I want him to get side control. Yeah. And let's like, all right, let's see how this goes. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, I, I'm not having a good time down there mm-hmm. at all.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, he's fucking not... Justin's closed guard the other night. Holy shit. that that came out of nowhere. Yeah, he's tough, man. <laughs> he's getting so technical. I, there was no way I was breaking that goddamn, uh, the legs. Cause I wasn't going to stand up and, and all that sweat all over the floor. Yeah. I was breaking, a breaking knee.
0: I was playing open guard with him the other night. His, okay. uh. His leg pummeling was really good. Oh, is it? Okay. Like, it's almost like sort of like that's the other thing I do that I gotta stop doing. Is like I start watching what the other person's doing. Okay. And I like almost like stop playing. Okay. Like I almost like get so fixated with what they're doing that I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> and like I'm like, Oh well, he's blocking my hip there. And I'm like And then like they pass I'm like, Oh shit. Like I might wanna like
1: Yeah, I might want to like take some start notes like, on might, that. Yeah,
0: I might want to start doing some jujitsu. I just get like fixated on learning on what you're doing uh-huh. it happens i get myself i catch myself in it all the time but because i do i want to learn i'm like where am i weak where's my that's, weak? Where's the, my be- th- but that's the
1: beauty of this who was i talking to the other night oh, oh jack jack is competing by the way i really really wish him the best of luck um he's really beginning to see this as a as a chess match as a you know it is. it is like everything has a counter everything has a secondary movement to it there's always a plan b there's always a plan c for every move there's
0: a defense For yeah. every defense there's a counter for every counter there's a counter counter it's
1: fucking great
0: and it's all about who's who knows that seventh step yeah who did the setup eight steps earlier mm-hmm. it's it's you know who took the bait it's wild i know It's wild, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I have a total appreciation for this art. There's nothing better than when you get caught in something and you knew that person was setting it up, and you're like, you got me. (laughs) You got me. (laughs) It's almost like in Tic-Tac-Toe, where you set up the X's in a way where it's like, doesn't matter where you put that O, I win.
1: Yeah. It's like, damn. I had a technique in uh, Tic-Tac-Toe, by the way. Oh, yeah, you got to hit the corners, baby. Hit the corners, but you got to get the center one with one of the corners, and then you can play from there. It's great. Yeah. You're good to go. I'll have to kick somebody's ass in that.
0: A little tic-tac-toe for the dough. (laughs) (laughs) Gambling on tic-tac-toe. All right, so let's
1: take out the next thing. This is going to be broadening and broadening, okay? Where do people get their philosophies? Where do people get their instruction on life? I speak to so many people, and it's like, everybody's got an opinion on something, but where are they getting that? are they getting it from books? Are they getting it from movies? Are they getting it from friends? Are they getting it from church? Is it, is it from mottos and sayings? You know, that sort of thing. So one of the things, like, let's that, just take mottos and sayings. Like, is there a motto that you kind of live by or that you've mm-hmm. come to?
0: Yeah. And it's one that they taught us at work. Okay. When dealing with new students who are coming in and trying to get them to adjust to what it's like being a conductor and how to work and dealing with the public. And that's, um, experience, creates perspective. Right. Perspective creates belief. So, based on what they've gone through in their life, that's their perspective on the world. Right. And that's what's going to force them to believe the things that they believe. And that's why you can't argue with people based on... Po- you. The only way to really... We're going to get to that we're also, gonna, yeah. But the, really, the only way to like understand someone... So, for example, you're a conductor, you're on the train and you're dealing with someone who's just like, you know, no, you're a rude conductor. You're rude. It's like, They think you're rude because of something you did. Because whatever you did resonated with an experience that they had in their life. Right. And that's their perspective on what you just did. So if you're a conductor, perfect example, and it's a rush hour train. There's a video of a conductor. It's like, you know, grouchy conductor collects tickets on train. You can watch the video. He does nothing. He just walks through the car quietly. Right. You know, it doesn't seem to just look at the passengers and they give them their ticket. And he's like, thank you. thank you. He's being quiet. Now I see that and I'm like, yeah, that's probably a rush hour train. Nobody there wants to be messed with. They're mm-hmm. going to work. They just want to be quiet. That's typically what it's like. Or it's a quiet car. But this person's perspective was because he's not saying good morning, he's rude. Right. Their perspective is different. Their perspective is that maybe they had a dad who was like good morning Timmy good morning Sally how's right. everyone right everyone grew up like that Some people grew up with it's 9 a.m
1: shut the fuck up right so life experiences are what's in, like kind of like setting you up for a philosophy of life or right a and it's, it's
0: your perspective on certain things and I tell everyone you know uh, you know projection creates perception perception becomes reality and I use the example of when you're working on the train I tell some of my students I'm like when you're working on the train You could have one situation. That situation will end up on two cell phones. And each phone will have the same scenario, same situation, same fact, same visual fact, but can be presented completely different. Absolutely, yeah. Based on the narrative. Perfect example. You get a lot of uh, homeless on the train. And they're always haggling for money. They always have a story. You know, They're always 75 cents shorts of the next train or whatever. Right, 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 right. As a conductor, you see these people every day and they're not supposed to be on the train they're not supposed to haggle they're not supposed to bother the passengers that you know they can get arrested for it. it's illegal right so you can be the conductor and be like hey do me a favor you gotta get off the train oh but I'm just no no, no. you gotta get off the train one person will put conductor finally does his job thank you right yeah. thank you I'm tired of being harassed every day on this train I pay five hundred dollars for a monthly fare and this guy's bugging me right someone else will take the same situation and go look how this heartless conductor treated this home painted person. in a negative light it's like no it's like it's the you're you're going to lose in the court of public opinion no matter what right. um but as far as with jujitsu your personal experience in life especially in life before you get into jujitsu is going to impact how you feel about certain things because when you come into jujitsu you don't know anything about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you can drop names. You know, you could say, like, I could tell someone, like, yeah, I'm a Tom the Blast Black Belt. That might mean something to a small percentage of people. The way that helps me is that, let's say someone's like, hey, I want, I want to train jujitsu. jitsu They'll reach out to a friend that they have that trains. And they'll say, oh, there's a Tom the Blast school in your town. Right. Go there. That's how it works. But if you're someone just coming off the street and you walk in, you have no idea what that means. Not yeah. a clue. You can tell someone, I'm a John Danaher black belt. They're like, awesome. Who's he? Yeah. Was he ever UFC champ? <laughs> so yeah, they no, don't. it's a great point. They don't get it because yeah. their, their perception is different. So just based on that, they start, how do they feel about the instructor? How do they feel about the atmosphere? Someone might walk in, you know what, you might be a former collegiate wrestler, and you walk into one of those dirty, dingy schools mm-hmm. where it's like wrestling, and you're like, I like this place. Yeah. Somebody else who works a nine to five and wears a shirt and tile, day walks in. And be like, I'm not coming into this place. Yeah. It's going to create a difference on how you feel about certain things. Yeah. You know. So you're kind of like the same thing as
1: weightlifting gyms. Like there are some that are clang gym, hundred you know, percent clang, clang kind of places, and then there are others that some are like, places you know, love it retro and uh, yeah. L A fitness kind well, of thing.
0: Well, the thing about Ronnie Coleman. People are always like, Ronnie Coleman trains at a shithole. Yeah. Like he doesn't train. You know. Then like you know guys like Jay Cutler and all those guys are training these like mega global gyms, like, top of the line everything. Mm-hmm. But like Ronnie Coleman's using like rusted weights <laughs> like dude yeah. like you're you can get better stuff.
1: It was like Rocky 4. That's just what he liked. You know Rocky was training in the mountains and there's Drago training Oh, it's fire
0: <laughs> strong I purposely desire. set you up to do that. You know. Do-do-ch, do-do-ch. Drago takes the steroids. And then there's the Meanwhile, usual Sly scene. Sly getting his like luggage seized at right. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is not acai, my friend. And there's the obligatory scene with Talia Shire telling Rocky he's going to lose. Yeah. <sighs> what a horrible wife! Exactly. She had no problem putting on and that coat. She, fur... like she was horrible oh, in bed God. too. I'm
0: very passive. <laughs> and she had no problem. Rocky, putting... are you done yet? She had no problem putting on well, that fur yeah, coat though I was
1: trying to get some more, You know, I was trying to be romantics <laughs> Well, look, I have dinner on the table. Can you please just finish up? Just do what you gotta do and be done. Come on. All right, Andrea, you they don't they don't
0: call me the rock for nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to rock your socks off. I'm not wearing any socks, Rocky. <laughs> I always tell because you were dumb as rocks. Why are you gotta be mean like that, again? Like I you like really, really reminds me of Mickey now. I don't get it. You know, you're you're trying to be funny, but you
1: mean, you're hurting my feelings. He
0: was so sensitive, Rocky. (laughs) He really had feelings. There's a
1: great line in the first one, in Rocky 1, where he goes to the uh, reporter in the refrigeration, and he goes, you're not going to take any cheap shots, are you? And and she goes, "Uh, no, no, I'm
0: I'm not going to take any cheap shots, right? That's that's the whole thing about him, especially like Rocky 2, where he's getting like the endorsement deals and he can't read. Right. Like, he's just, he's sensitive. He doesn't want to get picked yeah, on. Exactly. He's, he's the kid that became the bully because he didn't want you to realize that he had weaknesses. Yeah. So he just showed you his physical strength before you realized his intellectual weakness. Yeah. But a lot ready. of martial
1: artists have that moment where they were like, they were bullied. Bas Rutten always talks about it like he was, you know, bullied as a kid. Oh, I was bullied. <laughs> I was bullied.
0: Oh, I got knocked the fuck out. As a kid? Yeah, in fourth, yeah. fourth grade. Holy shit. Yeah. It was like my second or third day in public schools. Yeah. Didn't go so well. <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever gotten hit. Oh, wow. I was like trying to walk out the bathroom, and the kid just kept blocking me. And I was like, excuse me, excuse me. I'd only gone to private school. Wow. And he's like, or what, or what? And I punched him in the stomach. I hit oh, him first. okay. And I learned a valuable lesson. After you hit someone... Run. Keep hitting that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I hit him and I stood there like, yeah. I you won. admired your work. Well, yeah, because he was like, "Like oh, like he like, I hit him hard. And I was like, oh, shit, this is great. Right, right, right. And then he postured up and looked me right <laughs> in the face and he clocked me. I was like bleeding out my lip and all that. And then seventh grade, I was new to South Brunswick and these this kid, can't remember the one kid's name, but I remember the other one's name. I won't say it. Every day just talking shit in the locker room. Just yeah, wouldn't yeah. stop. You know, we were seventh graders. They were like the cool eighth graders, even though the one was like maybe four foot six. Now, looking back, I'm like, he was a bully because he was, you know, he was four foot six. Yeah. He was, you know, very aware of his like, you know, lack of stature. Right. So he had to make himself bigger. So I remember telling my mom, I was like, mom, if he starts shit tomorrow, I'm beating his ass. And she like, you know, she was like in the shower. She like poked her head out of the curtain. She goes, look at me. If you get suspended for beating this kid's ass, I will gladly pick you up out of school and take you to Applebee's and just relax for the day. She's like, he deserves it. I was like, okay. (laughs) That's the green light. So they were picking on me and my friend Sammer, who was from Jordan, had a very heavy accent. And, you know, we were like the young seventh graders. And we were new. That's the other thing. We were new to South Brunswick. Like, like, Nobody knew who we were. So he was talking his shit again. I was like, dude, just leave me alone. He goes, or what? Or what? So I stood up to him and I got right in his face. He goes, oh, you think you're big? And I remember I said, I looked at him and I was like, I don't think I'm big, but I know I'm bigger than you. <laughs> right. And he like got like all like upset. So he like kind of like put his like head, like he was trying to jab me with his forehead. And I just grabbed him by the back of the shirt, stepped back and launched him into a locker. Nice. And then his one friend was like, what? So then Samer saw that. And he goes, dude, back up. And He got in his <laughs> face. Cause Sam was like this big Arabic kid. Like he like, think of like Bilal. Bilal, yeah. It's very similar. Uh, and then like, that was it. They
1: never messed with us again. That's awesome. It was a wrap. Do you think, uh, what percentage of kids have had those moments? Boys.
0: I'll t- I don't know about percentage, but I know the ones that don't have that moment where they stand up for themselves right. and stay the victim the rest of
1: their lives. Absolutely. I was going to say a lot fewer people yeah. Than than I think people think. Yeah.
0: And then the next year I started playing football and that was it. Yeah. Once I realized that I could hit people hard, you know, you get confidence. Yeah. Uh, Once you realize that you can do physical damage to someone, you get a natural confidence. Yeah, I didn't realize you know I probably had too much confidence after you know Steve Bunchorno <laughs> beat my ass at 22 years old, 21. But for the time being, I was like, yeah, dude, like, like I'm out there running headfirst into people. Yeah, and, I can handle myself. Yeah, and they're not getting up. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little dizzy, but I can stand up. I might throw up my breakfast tomorrow, <laughs> and not be able to read by November.
1: There are moments in football that provide that. Where you hit somebody hard and it's like you get up from it and like you got that little dizziness to you. Yeah. But like, right after your you know it goes, goes you're like, yeah you know it goes like, away in, in about two seconds, oh, but it's you're just horrible.
0: like horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, by like by like the end of October, I couldn't even read in class anymore because my vision would be so blurry. Holy shit. Yeah, it was bad. I didn't know you had that kind of shit. Yeah, I had my first concussion in eighth grade. Documented. Yeah. Documented. And to then I had a, the uh, smelling salts. No, I just remember getting up and we had just won something. So it was like, you know, the the team that lost had to do bear crawls. Okay. And the other team that won got to like, you know, celebrate and like, you know, like shit talk. Em. Yeah. I remember like we had, I didn't like, I didn't understand that we had just won. Mm-hmm. I remember like just kind of standing there and our coach, Mr. Peeney, uh, you know, may rest in peace. Great guy. He was like, what's the matter? Benitez, you don't like to celebrate? And I was like, I don't feel good. He's like, what's wrong? I was like, I feel nauseous. He's like, "Uh oh, <laughs> Anything else, I was like, my head hurts. He goes, oh boy. And you know, my mom picked me up and they're like, you yeah. know, don't let him take a nap. Yep. So, you know, I had my first mild concussion yeah. right there. And then I had a couple more.
1: I only had one good hit and it was a really good hit, unfortunately. And I handed the ball off and the, and the defender came in and forearm shivered me right in the fucking helmet. Mm. I went down hard and I remember waking up with the smelling salts. No, that was the only time I've ever really kind of had a bad moment. I had one where I saw the stars. Yeah. Like that bright light. I think light. everybody sees the stars, but not the bright light. I no, this was light. different.
0: It was like a, like a massive explosion in the back of oh, my eyes. That, yeah. Yeah. Everything went black for a little bit Yeah. and I'll never forget it. We were doing like a shed drill and I went to go shed the the guy who was blocking me. Mm-hmm. It was actually my backup. And I think I was sabotaged <laughs> there and he like held my wrists so in my mind, I was like, "Screw it! I'll just make the tackle with my head." Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: like, what can go wrong? And the running back put his shoulder right into the side of my temple. Oh, yeah, God. And I remember it was like it was like straight out of a movie, like that big bright light, yeah, you like yeah, yeah, like that, like, ping. Yeah, oh yeah, you get that oh. that that whine in your ear. I don't know how much time went by. Till this day, I don't know how yeah. much time elapsed. I just remember that there was a uh, thunder and lightning, so they made us run inside. Okay. And change into our sneakers so we can go practice in the auditorium. Yeah. I ran into the hallway in my cleats. And the coach was like, where are you going? And I looked at him and I was like, I'm late for class. Oh, shit. And he just grabbed me. I was like, Brian. Brian's our trainer. And I miserably failed. Wow. you know. And back then, the concussion protocol was pretty passable. and well, I failed always it. You want tell
1: the story also about when you got uh, knocked by Tom. Oh, God. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, "Look at the video." (laughs) You might want to watch the
0: video. I'm like, "Oh my god!" But that one, like, I just like, like my thought never stopped. Like my conscious kept going. My brain was still active. Uh With with the football one, like I literally like I lost time. Yeah, I did too. Right away, like I don't know. I just remember running into the hallway thinking I was late for class in my cleats. Nonetheless, it's weird how the
1: body works that way. If that was to happen today, I wouldn't have. They probably wouldn't have played me for like two weeks. Yeah, they would. I don't know if there's a high school concussion protocol. I oh, there, there is. is. Yeah. There is
0: right away. If you have one, you can't play for a week. Oh, I didn't know that. Automatically, okay. you're out for a week. Then you have to like take tests every day to see if you can even come uh-huh. back. So if you get a concussion, you might miss two games. Easy, yeah. Back then, you know what my test was? I sat for the rest of practice. Yeah, exactly. Follow my finger, that kind of thing. Which I failed. <laughs> I failed. Like like my like the finger would come across, and then like I turned my head. Like five <laughs> seconds later, he was like, "This isn't looking good, Benitez." And uh, so the next day I came back uh-huh. and Brian was like, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel good. He goes, all right, follow my finger. So I was able to like follow the finger. Right, right. And then the second part was, okay, give me 10 push ups. Okay. And I was like, okay. Banged out 10 push ups, stood up. He's like, touch your nose, touch my nose. He's like, how right. do you feel? I was like, I feel great. Yeah. He's like, all right, you're good to go. I was like, did you wear
1: a, did you wear a harness?
0: I wore the cowboy collar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Just because I thought I looked cool. But it after looked I, cool, but I, damn, that that's really, really good for defensive players. But after I took that test, you know what I did? I walked out of the room real cool, walked into the locker room, sprinted to the bathroom and threw up. Oh, shit. I felt terrible. Wow. I was like still dizzy.
1: Yeah, because the blood goes right to your brain. Yeah, I was point. like,
0: fuck. I remember like telling guys like, yo, just take it easy. Yeah. And they're like, all right, all right, we got you. So it'd be like a lot of like, you know, heavy collisions. And then it's kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah tussling. Right. Yeah. But every now and then you get like a sophomore. They want to show how tough they were. And I'd be like, oh, here we go. Looks like I got to throw someone by the face mask. Fucking, I got to paralyze this kid so he doesn't, you know, so I don't get a brain hemorrhaging. Yeah, that always stops fights when you grab the face mask. Yeah. That kind of thing. Oh, those are the worst. Oh, God. Those (laughs) headaches. I, I, I vividly remember those headaches during football season. Yeah, thankfully I didn't have those.
1: Those are brutal. Defend. I, I. Defensive players usually got those Not the offensive players Well that's when people ask me Like if I
0: would want Benny to play football I'm like if he wants to But he's got to like Really want to play it Not just yeah, for fun Like exactly. I would have a Like oh my, Dude I was I was like 16, 17 Bopping Percocets I get you it You know it's, it's not I really get it know?
1: But I think kids should play football
0: and it's getting a lot safer now too
1: yeah, I guess the helmets, I I saw the helmets They've are a lot the, different. You don't get like that, the, the no, rattling helmets. Well, and they, they're them. taking the
0: helmet out of the tackle. You can't use it yeah. at all. You know, speaking of football, flag football, Montgomery flag. My yeah. son's team, the Browns, 5-1 and one, going wow. into the playoffs. Is uh, he an integral part of the team? He is Benny? the center and D-line. His job it. is to stay on the quarterback, hands up. If I can get to the ball. Yeah, he's Absolutely. one of the youngest kids on the team. Love he had his first carry for positive yards last there week. You go, Love it. The coach was like, run to your dad. And he gained like two yards. And I was like, <laughs> you got to tell him to run to his mom. He's not going to run to me. You tell him run to his mom. He's going to get there. You tell him mom, he has ice cream. Oh, no one's catching him. No <laughs> one's catching that kid. No, I love watching him play. And, uh, I will say this. It's not because I'm a, f- I want my son to play football. That has nothing to do with it. If he never plays football, I'll be more than content uh, it's because when you play football, you have responsibilities, you have plays, you have to do a job, you have to listen to your coach, and mm-hmm. you have to be accountable. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. And his coach, uh, Coach Craig, is fantastic. Because he's still competitive, but he's like, he also understands like they're five, six, and seven-year-olds. Yeah. You know? Like the, other, like the other game, like one of the kids on the other team scored a touchdown, and right away, he was the first one like, he got it. That was good. That was a touchdown. He got Beautiful. it. Beautiful. And he's like, good, like he gets it. He goes, I'm not going to fight with like five year old. <laughs> right. And I'm like, no, he was out of bounds. It's like, no, he got it. He's in. <laughs> what kind of a tool does that, too? Oh, we had a game a couple weeks ago. The one coach on the other team did not properly keep score. He's like, no, it was 13 12 at the half. The score is 20 to 20. And then our coach was like, dude, it was 12 to 12 at the half. All the parents, even the rest were like, it was 12 12 at the half. He right. goes, I don't know, man. I had it 13 12, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, like, who do you think? Like, what do you think this yeah. is that yeah. we're all like? Like, it's like this big conspiracy over a five year old flag football game. Like, dude, if it was 13 12. We're like, nah, we lost. It's like it was 12 12. Right. But the fact that you're going so hard and being wrong
1: makes me want to forearm shiver you yeah, right in the jaw.
0: It doesn't help that the dad's on like two of like, so on our football team, one of the dads, me, the other dad, is Sean Gray who's the assistant head coach of the Prince University wrestling team. Okay. I'm like, yeah, this isn't these aren't this isn't the group of dads you want to get into a tussle right. with. And Sean's like, I live for these moments. I'm like, me too. He's like my BFF. We're out there hanging right, out. Right. You know, me and Steph got the Yetis loaded to the brim with White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> like your typical like suburban passing. Like, get, get a little
1: buzz on while you're watching. Yeah, it's hot. Like, hey, we're gonna be
0: out there for an hour. Benny
1: you did great. Yeah.
0: And then we get the big twenty ounce white claw crack it into the Yeti. Just a nice little buzz and then go home. Make the day.
1: All right. So taking the taking the uh the train back to the uh, topic here. Okay. On the outlook on life, are are people getting it I, I guess now people get their uh, sort of little philosophies from memes. Like a lot of people always like quote these memes or these data from these uh well so here's the thing there's two things i like nobody seems to be reading to get perspective no no
0: no, they're not doing that anymore that's done two things there's a difference between quoting a meme Mm -hmm. and quoting data from a meme right if a meme says something that kind of resonates with me i'm like "Mm, that kind of makes sense right you know, like a quote or something like It's kind of like, like a that. bumper sticker kind of thing. Yeah, um, I'm like, yeah, memes are the new bumper sticker. That's
1: exactly what I was going to say.
0: Man, that was a good one, Roy. Memes Thank are the ready. new bumper sticker. Now, when it comes to data, I will never post a meme with data until I research You mentioned data. that last night. That's why I brought it up. I'm like, before I share this, let me see if this that's is true. That's why I brought it up. And then I'm like, oh, okay. I know someone who made a meme mm-hmm. that was like a great way to clean your washer is to put honey where the laundry detergent goes and let that run through and how the honey does all this and that i'm like dude is that real he's like no that'll destroy your washing (laughs) machine i'm like why would you do that he's like because i want to see how many idiots are going to do it without looking it up to see if it's real yeah i'm like that's fantastic that's my kind of prank (laughs) someone sounds like uh i saw your meme the other day honey does not work I'd be like, holy shit, thank you for telling me before I tried it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Or look it up. There's
1: so much disinformation out there. But that's the
0: problem. There's too much disinformation for a world where information is readily available. There's no more, there's no need to be ignorant anymore. You can literally Mm -hmm. Google search anything and get numbers and statistics. Yep. it's right there. Yeah. I mean, you can even find a a study that has a statistic that, you know, goes to your narrative. That's what's great. You can find an article for anything. Absolutely. Well, this article said this and this article said that you can find any article that proves your narrative. But I think people are looking for quick information, not researching the information. A lot of people are wrong. And when people are wrong, they don't want to admit that they're wrong. They're kind of like, I could have been right. And that's why I'm
1: not wrong. It's like, "Eh, but you were wrong. Do you think people also like get their perspectives on life or the, or their education in life, you know, after schooling, from the friends that they hang with? Well, here's, because a lot of people are not choosing to hang with the most brightest bulbs.
0: Well, Roy, I think that's because they're not, there's not that many bright bulbs out there. Yes, I think the biggest problem, and I'm going to sound like an old man right now, join the This club. new generation has had everything given to them okay they do not they do not understand disappointment they do not understand patience and waiting or the answer no they don't understand what it's like to have your feelings hurt they don't everything's Mm -hmm. they've been so preserved and kept safe for this you know almost like utopian childhood into adolescence and adulthood Mm -hmm. that you realize that when you just preserve something like that the whole time it's not just bottling outside yeah you're just bottling it if you take an animal from the wild when it's born and you keep it in a zoo, you can never put that animal back in the wild. Yeah, you're going to get killed. It, it's not built for it. Right. We're running into that. We're running into a bunch of a generation of children that grew up inside of a preservation. They'll never survive in the wild. Right. And that's what's happening now. It's getting wild and all the things that people cried about and griped about where people are like, it's okay. We understand. People are not saying. Shut the fuck up. I got real problems. Yeah. We got real problems. what we were talking about before the year. You are uh, talking pod. about that before. Yeah, exactly. There are real issues happening right now where you know some people of these issues- People are not going to be, be tolerant of the, uh, the horse shit that's going don't on. Don't want to listen to it. Yeah. And these people are like, but what about me? It's like, nobody cares about you right mm. now. Do what you want to do. Go paint your hair purple and go march up and down the street. We got real shit to deal with. I just spent $160 to fill up my gas tank. <laughs> like I don't give mm. a shit what you're doing right now. Yeah. I got other stuff to do. It's getting crazy, man. It's getting yeah. out of hand. But I think some people have perspective from a life that was very preserved no, and soft. Yeah. And it creates soft people.
1: So I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is this: there is there is good mottos to live by. You know, a lot of them are biblical. A lot of them are like, you know, U.S. Constitution. A lot of them are like, capitalism is better than socialism, kind of thing. But it really depends Greed on... is good. Yeah. But it really depends on, I guess, who your environment is, what you're reading, uh, who your mentors are, your advisors kind of thing. Who do you look up to, for instance?
0: Yeah. And here's the other thing. Uh, are you willing to branch out? So, for example, I grew up a certain way in a certain lifestyle in a certain mm-hmm. home. But part of me was like, I wonder if there's like another side of this coin. I wonder if there's something... Yeah. Plus, I had a very different upbringing. You know, I went to private school. Then I went to public school in Trenton, which is you know it's it's an urban community. It's Did you have rich friends and poor friends? Yeah. yeah. Then I you know then I went to public school in Puerto Rico. So, private school, public school in Puerto Rico in Spanish. It was a Spanish-speaking public school with like right. local kids from Puerto Rico who you know lived in shacks. Wow. Uh, you know, like they would all say that I was rich because my house was made of like cement. <laughs> right. I'm like, what? And then you see their house and it literally was a shack and the the stairs were cinder blocks and you know, the wood was like plywood and that's, that's how they lived. And it was, you know, humble living. So I got to experience that. And then I went to Trenton public schools. Then I went to almost like a, like a charter school, but it was technically a private school, but it was, you know, it was shitty. And then we moved into the suburbs So I've seen a lot of different aspects. I've seen a lot of like scales and I've realized one thing, it's not even across the board. No, it's not. There's subtle differences in the world that unless you've experienced them, you don't realize them. Like for example, one of the things when I lived in Trenton, went to public schools in Trenton, the teachers would always tell the kids, you know, if you graduate high school, if you go to college, if you guys go to college, well, one day, if you go to college, it was if, it was the word if, always the word if. There was this, you know, by Using the word if it created this doubt in their minds, this doubt and yeah. this, this readily available option for failure. Yep. Like you don't have to do it. It's just an
1: if. It's like the same thing if you were coaching a kid in a tournament, if you win. Right. If So you now lose. it's like,
0: you know, losing is an option and it's yeah. an okay option because winning is just an if. Right. Then I moved to South Brunswick. They never said if. Right. They always said when. Right. And that changes things. Because now it's not, well, if I go to college, it's like, no, when I graduate, when I go to college, like, that's what's supposed to be next. Yeah. That one word has a big impact, you know, and it, people don't want to be like, oh, it's, it's not even across the board. It's different. There's subtle it, differences. Take it to
1: the next step. Okay. There are people that do not necessarily meet those kind of people. Like, I'm sure you have certain teachers that really, really influenced you. Yes. In a correct direction or in a good yes. direction. I don't think a lot of people. I some shitty ones too. Yeah, without a doubt. That's what I'm saying. Like like you take a kid that grows up in, in an urban environment, for instance, he may not be getting that kind of sort of push in the right direction that way. His friends are certainly not, you know, well-read. So they always talk about like, you know, they don't. I never had a role model kind of thing.
0: That's unfortunate, but like, that goes back to the very beginning when you ask the question, you know, how do people get with, you got to find a mentor. Got to find a mentor. They're not easy to find. That's why yeah, I think yeah. it's great when kids can get involved in sports, because if you have the right coach, you know those coach can serve those coaches can serve as a mentor. And for me, it was crucial because it wasn't until I started playing sports that I had a male role model. Right, I didn't have a male figure. I had my grandpa, but he was older. My grandpa, was right. kind of, You know, he was kind of a rolling stone. He was all over the yeah, place. Yeah. You know, a lot of girlfriends for that guy. <laughs> That's what uh, I hear. You know, so you know he wasn't the best example of how to be. You know, a man. He was right. a great provider. Right. If you, if I, if we needed something, my grandpa showed up. You know, groceries, money, juice, you know, diapers, whatever it might be. He was there. Yeah. But, you know, he had his, he had his weaknesses. So, it wasn't until I started playing sports that I really got to get a male figure right. and understand what that was like. You know, it wasn't until I started playing football in eighth grade. And I, that's probably why I played. From this and now it's becoming a therapy session. Where it was the first time where like another man was like great job i'm proud of you right i never got that yeah so it wasn't until i started playing sports that i got that and i'm not the only story like that there's a lot of kids like that and that's how sports save their lives but if they don't get that yeah you start turning towards the wrong people that give it to you Mm -hmm. you get to the people from the streets the people who are trying to pry off you and or prey on you yeah and they give you what you're missing in your life
1: right so you, know, you got to find a role model. I mean, I'll tell you this. I mean, I get a lot of, there was a kid the other day at, I was at Trader Joe's. He just came up to me out of the blue, I guess, cause I, I dress pretty well. And he's like, uh, can I call you? You look pretty successful, you know? And speaking from the mentor side <coughs> and going back to, you know, my wife on the phone with it, with a useless friend, maybe I don't want to be a mentor. You know, maybe I only have time really for like people that I really like or know or this or that. And if I, I'm not looking for new friends. I'm not looking for advisees kind of thing. Like, like Uh, you're in a position right now as a coach and as the owner of the school, I know you've said this to me 101 times, people are really vying for your time. So here,
0: here's the difference though. I didn't, I didn't become a mentor because I was a coach. I became a coach because I wanted to be a mentor. Okay. I always wanted to help people and I wanted to give someone, you know, that might've been missing something in life.
1: Something Do you different. get exhausted in that role sometimes? Do you look at the relationship real fast and say, you know what? This is really going nowhere. I, I'm, I've am i given my, my, my two cents to this kid. Cause I, I certainly get there with a lot of people. I,
0: I get there. But the thing is like, I never fully give up on people. Yeah. You know, even when I do, they're always in the back of my mind, or I'm always thinking about them, and I'm always wondering, like, you know, what could I have done different? What could I have done better? Because I want to help people. I genuinely do. And and that's why I opened up an academy, that's why I opened up a school. You know, jujitsu was secondary. You know, it's just jujitsu was, like my buddy Matakis likes to say, jujitsu is not the road, it's the vehicle. And I used it as a vehicle so that I can implement myself in people's lives and help and that's part of the reason why i do the podcast too like i like telling my stories I like telling my jokes but maybe i can say something that someone feels or has felt or has never dealt with but then they hear me say or, yeah. it and they're like oh shit i'm not the only one right it's like you're not
1: it's do you like, think that gets exhausting because I, like i said I, I i'm very very quick not to deal with people that that kind of ask for these advice things well roy
0: i'm sure jesus got exhausted carrying that cross but he carried it because he had a purpose yes i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure moses got exhausted a good, no I'm you sure, don't you don't have to use the jewish exam but i'm trying to, i'm trying to speak to your level so jesus you understand is it. jewish
1: i know i mean yeah.
0: i'm sure moses got exhausted you know leading his people already Okay, oh, I got you... you
1: out of slavery. Leave me the F alone. Boy, gave they, you the, when exactly. are we going to stop
0: walking gave you the, all this walk?
1: Gave you the Ten Commandments, and look at how yeah. you shit on me.
0: Look at him. He thinks he's such a big shot because he parted the Red Sea. I could part the Red he's Sea. He's a macher. I bet if I had that stick, I could do great things. You know what I would have done? I would have brought that mountain closer to us. There That's what go. I would have done. But look at all these fish. We should call it locks. Put it on some meat, on some matzah. He was a macher. the first bagel a right A real there. mensch. You know that word Ranch mensch? Is a mensch? I've heard the word, but yeah. I've never.
1: Real, real gentleman. Oh, mensch. Yeah. He a, a real chaza. Chaza is a pig. It's a
0: pig who don't fly straight. A
1: macher is a person that shows off. He's a real, you know. It's a shiksa. Shiksa is a non-Jewish girl. Yeah. <laughs> Blonde, blue-eyed, usually. Oh, yeah. I like Jewish girls. Jewish girls are great. They're fantastic. I was always been, I've always been attracted to them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love all women, but I'm just saying there's, there's always a little place in my heart for a nice Jewish girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have something? Your tongue was banging into your cheek. What? what uh, yeah. <laughs> Move
0: on. To all my, all my Hebrew ladies. Shalom. Shout out to them. Shalom. Mazel. L'Halle.
1: I remember Miguel. He was a good guy. He
0: was a gentleman. Because now you're so what sweet. you're what
1: twenty years out of uh, high school, so you're got, you probably have your high school reunion coming up soon. Yeah, twenty years, twenty years next year, and you'll meet sure. a few of these. I remember you. <laughs> you're like I don't remember you like this. You know what's the funny thing? Like I'll bump into like
0: some kids that I knew in high school. I bump into their moms. Yeah, they're like I remember you, Miguel. <laughs> Miguel Benitez. And they say with like lust. Like yeah. even when I was like 16, 17, like this like <laughs> Latino heat was just burning in their loins, but they felt inappropriate. But now I'm a grown man and they can let it out. Jenny Shulman's mom used to have a huge crush on me. Mm. I knew it. I don't blame her either. But you know,
1: Jenny was a very charismatic girl on the phone that time. She was sweetheart.
0: Yes, I haven't talked to her in a while, but.
1: We spoke to her what? Six months ago? Was it? Yeah. Seven it's months a, ago? That's a while. Oh, right? that's been That's a, it's a while. You know, I'm a little older than you, so six months months flies flies by flies by like that, baby. All right. The next step in this whole thing is how do people come to their opinions on current events?
0: Okay. I think it has to be based on how you experience prior events. Okay.
1: And where you are currently in life. Right. Like, I don't want to get political about this, but everybody has an opinion about these things. And I'm always saying to them, okay, where did you get that opinion? number one are your facts straight and number two are you getting it from only one side of the aisle are you only listening to a democratic perspective or a republican perspective i'll say this go back i once
0: i heard someone say this past election someone said there's never been an election where you knew exactly who the person was voting for based on a facial accessory (laughs) okay and it's true talking about the hat the mask Oh, the mask. Okay, I got you. Yeah, the hat. What hat? Oh, the mask hat. hat. Yeah. No, you could. If you saw someone driving in their car with the mask, you oh. knew, like, know where that vote's going. Oh, yeah. It's wild. Yeah, that was. Crazy. There's never been a time like that in history. Yeah. Ever, like you, dude. Look at the Trump and Hillary election. To this day, there's people lying about who they voted for. Hmm. I swear, I went in there and I voted Hillary. No, you didn't. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> My family's convinced that I voted for Trump that first time. I know I did. I. I'll be honest. I didn't. Really voted for Hillary, yeah. It was a tough she was one. Such a tool. It, listen, dude, I was a younger man. I, I get was still, it. I was just getting into the work. Okay,
1: so let's use you as an example. Okay, here we go.
0: What were the? We've things, talked about this. I
1: know that. What were the things that would have influenced you in your mind politically? When it, back then, was it newspaper? Was it friends? Was it the culture you grew up in? Was it the news on TV?
0: I was. I was really big on the. Uh, the debates. Okay. I I need to hear from their mouth.
1: You'd be in jail. Yeah. Like (laughs) I
0: I need to hear what your stance is, what you're trying to do. That was one of my biggest issues with the last election Mm -hmm. is when people are like, I'm voting for Biden. I'm not. And I'm like, okay, but what does Biden stand for? Right. And then be like, well, I'm like, no, 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 no. If you're watching these debates, he's never said where he stands on anything. Mm -hmm. His whole debate is that guy's horrible. To me, and this has nothing to do with politics, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like if you have a friend who's like, I can't stand that girl. I hate her. Right. She's horrible. She's horrible. Eventually you're going to be like, what did she do to you? Like, you're like, <laughs> yeah. you hate her so much. It's like, what? But that's what I'm getting at. Where are people getting these opinions from? I what? think it depends on your level of intellect, Roy. Okay, fair enough. If If, you know... If you're one of those social media warriors, you're getting it for memes and social media. And unfortunately, that's most of the people now. Yeah. Because it's just so readily available. And yeah. the problem is that based on the algorithm and how it works, whatever you spend more time reading, that's what you're going to get more information on. Not to mention that, you know, social media platforms, you know, silenced oh, another portion. Without a doubt. yeah. But that's another story for another day. People, uh, social media has become the fast food of information. It's quick, it's there, but it is not always good for you. Yeah. Be very careful what you put into your body. I get it, man. Or your psyche in that sense. So I think I think written word is dead. I don't think people trust newspapers anymore. They've proven time and time again to just be full of shit. Yeah, that very, very slanted. Very, they, very slanted. They did it to themselves. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are getting information now from podcasts. Yep. Uh, a lot of people that I know listen to NPR,
1: but that's very, very <clears throat> slanted. Also, I mean, I, I just—I I don't want to get political it, on this thing, but I do find you're asking how do
0: people get their opinions. Yeah, that's how they're getting it.
1: Yeah, I guess so. So, to so the next step is how do you expand this perspective? How do you? I mean, what type of? All right, let me answer this: What type of persuasion works? How would you like persuade somebody?
0: I think the best way to get someone to persuade someone is to. Number one, you have to get them to respect you. Okay. That's number one. If someone respects you and
1: you tell them, like you ever meet someone. You're not a raving loon on on either side of the political spectrum.
0: Well, you know, for example, like, you know, I behave a certain way. And then if I tell someone like, yeah, you know, I would identify kind of, you know, I voted Trump. They're always like, what? It kind of shocks people. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you thought I'm like a goofball and I tell jokes all the time and yuck, yucks. I'm like, oh, Trump's. No, 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 no. Let's get serious. I voted for Trump.
1: That's interesting.
0: And they're like, why? I'm like, here's why. And I give my reasons and my reasons aren't crazy. And my reasons are, I'm like, my reasons are because of numbers and mm-hmm. statistics and facts.
1: I'm not, it's not based on his personality. No. It's based on the policy. It's business.
0: Right. It's business. And it, and if you're picking a president based on personality, you've already made a horrible choice. Right. Because they're all scumbags. All well,
1: well let's take it out of politics for a second. Like, how do you persuade somebody? Like when you're talking with the Stephanie.
0: So let's talk about jujitsu. Let's talk okay. about jujitsu. You okay. want to convince someone to train jujitsu. Okay. Here's how you don't persuade them. Number one, you want someone to train jiu and you're like, the benefits on your mental health, the benefits on your physical health. All right, well, if you're choking people out at the bar, they're like, this ain't helping your mental health. Right. If you're 300 pounds, they're like, why am I gonna train something that you're still fat and doing? If you're angry all the time or you're posting, this is a huge pet peeve You gotta be mind. a great
1: representative of the art. You have to represent it. Yeah. You have
0: to be something that they, and this is Tom's biggest thing. When someone walks through the door right. and they say, "Hi, I'd like to speak to the head instructor," you better be someone that they look at and go, "Oh," because if you're not, they're leaving.
1: That's awesome. That's a you great wouldn't get point. a personal trainer that's three hundred pounds, right? Because
0: you'd be like, well, "You're going to teach me to get in shape, dude." Yeah. You need to count some
1: carbs. That's the way I feel about doctors too. Like sometimes when I go see a doctor, and I'm like, "He looks like a sh- like a schlub or like a fat guy." I'm like, "Dude,
0: you're gonna you're gonna talk to me about health." Yeah, hundred percent. So you have to gain the respect one way or another before that door opens. So that's how that works with
1: jujitsu.
0: God bless. This is my biggest pet peeve and if you're listening to me, trust me, do not do this. It is a great way to kick people off. I I did it one time. When people post black eyes or bloody lips or bloody noses. Right. Oh. Great night of training at BJJ. Most mm. people are going to see that and they're like, "I don't want to do that. Yeah. I have a job. I can't go to work with a black eye." Yeah. I posted it once.
1: There's a certain crowd that that does love that, <laughs> you know, that appeals to. There's a certain they're crowd, called
0: masochists. That, yeah,
1: <laughs> the tough guys of the, the world. The only time I ever did it is I had a
0: little bit of a bloody nose, and right. I wrote, "When you grapple with the best in the world, right? Thanks for this at Gordon loves Jitsu. And that's it. You know, it was like a little like clout chasing and like me shouting at Gordon. Cause I hadn't seen him in so long. And right, it was back right, when right. I was still working full time or, you know, only working. But if you're out of school and you're trying to tell your friends to come in and train, don't post your black eye. Yeah. Don't post your bloody lip. Most <laughs> of them be like, be yeah, inviting. I'm never coming back. <laughs> uh, right. Never. That's if you tell your friends, like, yo, you got to come with me at this nightclub. And they're like, what's good about it? Like, oh, it's just great. And they're like, oh, here we are. And you're like, it's just you getting into a fight. It's like, I don't want to go there. That place looks crazy. Yeah. It should look good and inviting.
1: I get a lot of questions, I guess, at my age. You know, a lot of people are like, well, should I do this? Or, you know, are you getting much out of this? And I always say the same thing. I said, if you're just looking to prove your bona fides, just to come in and like wrestle with a bunch of 20 year olds, yeah, you could do that but I don't think it's going to really stick with you. However, if you're going to look at it as an art and as a long-term thing, a long-term journey, that's really, really going to do some amazing things in your life. Then I would really recommend jujitsu. Like I said, if you're just looking to be a tough guy, we have those, that crowd too. Yeah, you won't last. Here, or you're no. not going to last. Definitely not here. Yeah.
0: But it's even it's, you know, you roll around with someone and you do six minutes, eight minutes, 10 minutes, 10 hard minutes and then you're done, you're sitting down, and then you start talking about something, you're suddenly listening to that person a lot more.
1: Yeah, there's a lot more respect there.
0: There's a lot more respect there because that yeah. person just suffered in a similar way that you just suffered. Or that that person just choked you out. So now you're you're yeah. like, I'm all ears. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's because there's there's
1: that level of respect. So to built. persuade someone, first of all, establish, of all, their respect. establish the respect factor. Okay. Yeah. I always think it, an, another thing to persuade people is to ask them questions Oh, that's a classic move. Yeah, no, it's very Socratic. Yeah, The repeat, too. Yeah. Repeat what they say. And and, and just say, let me see if I understand what you're saying here. You know, and then uh, re... Uh, yeah. It's like, I don't want to train jiu-jitsu. You don't want to train jiu-jitsu?
0: No, I just don't think it's something that's for me. You don't think it's something that's for you? Well, no, because like I'm a little bit older and everyone's young and I want to get hurt. It sounds to me like you're hesitant because of your thinking of negative things. Well,
1: yeah. There you go.
0: Brilliant. Have you thought about, dude, I've, <laughs> shout out to Tom. There was this thing called um, Master Class, and he's like, it was a, I forget the guy's name, but he was a, a hostage, like an FBI negotiator. <laughs> okay. Tom was like, you want to grow your school? Go listen to that guy. Yeah. And like, he like every now and then, like he like he it was during like quarantine and COVID, we had yeah, nothing yeah, to do. Yeah. He'd be like, get me to sign a membership up. And I'd be like, can you just sign a membership? And I'd be like, yeah, like for your school. Okay, you just a membership for my school. Yeah, like pretend I'm someone who just walked into your school and you're trying to get me. It sounds to me like you're looking for jiu-jitsu in your life. And you'd be like,
1: "Oh, that was good." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so like we would just like practice back and forth. and Be like. Hit me with one, like this. This is how we survived quarantine. Right. This is how we survived. It's like let's download all these books and masterclass. I right. uh, was that Tom tells me to download something, I'm doing it. I'm not gonna yeah, question. No. It. I might not like well, everything. You
1: have the respect factor, he or he has the respect factor. And yeah, you, yeah. I mean, I'm getting buying a, into him.
0: Yeah, I'm getting to a point now where like I kind of know what Tom's flavor is. Right, right. Like you know, I I recommended Stranger Things for him, mm-hmm. and right away he's like, just watch the first episode. Not sold. Don't know if this is for me. And his uh, whose barrios like messaged him and was like. Please don't tell me Miguel convinced you to watch that shit, too. (laughs) And then he's like, yep, don't know how I feel about it. And right away, I'm like, you know what? I don't think this is Tom's cup of tea. I don't see it being like fantasy horror that Tom's yeah. kind of like, what, what is this shit? What is this? It's yeah. like fucking aliens and Yeah, aliens. I
1: I, I kind of got turned out to that shit yeah. too for that but reason. But then today,
0: oh, it's a fantastic show though, dude. I
1: I just got to get past the first <sighs> season. Is that what you're saying? I enjoy the first season, but it continues right. to pick up. But
0: if you're not into that horror stuff, like like that's my genre. Yeah. That is my time frame. So the way they did it for me, I'm like, they're just, it just, it, it tickles me pink, right? No, I get it. I um, get it. But then today Tom posted he's like should I watch Peaky Blinders and right away I was that's like that's a great
1: show I was like that's up your alley that's a great I'll give him another one if Tom's listening Fauda on uh Netflix. He's definitely not Holy shit that's probably one of the best shows I've ever seen as far as like just What's shooting. it called? F A U D A it's about a uh, an Israeli group that uh, Israeli is. commando No no whatever I'm just saying I'll give you I'll give you a British one called The Bodyguard that was fantastic too Fauda I'd watch that Fauda is amazing and it's about how they infiltrate in these uh, Arab communities. Huh. You know, it's really that's really inco- cool. I, just, I promise you, you'll really love the show. I, I mean, to me, if like if someone's not getting shot in the first ten minutes of a show, you really lose me. So <laughs> see,
0: that's what I liked about Stranger Things, right? away right. the kid got abducted. Oh yeah, I remember. And
1: the way this season just
0: ended. Stop it. Hold the press. <laughs> there was one scene. I don't want to get into the details of the scene, but the. First of all, the cinematography was fantastic. The effects were great. The soundtrack that they had going, but the whole culmination of the metaphor of how you have good things in your life, but you have those demons pulling at you Hmm. and you're trying to accept that you can run away. You can get, you can escape your demons and live a happy life and understand that you have them, but you can be okay. But it's ultimately a battle within yourself. Right. The way they took that and turned it into a
1: scene. I got to say that's one of the, I was having this discussion with my son the other day and I said, the TV shows of today are so great in terms of the writing. Oh, it's fantastic. It's really, really amazing. Well, because you know
0: It's the death of networks. Yeah. That's what it is.
1: I mean, the TV shows of today are great, but your music sucks. Our music was so much
0: better. Well, that's that's why today's TV shows use yesterday's music. <laughs> that's it. That's Stranger a huge, huge point. Well, that song, the song that's very popular right now from Stranger Things, is uh, "Running Up the Hill." Oh yeah, that's that's like the song that's for the awesome. for the, the song's viral. Could you imagine writing the song almost forty years ago and it's yeah. like it's number one again? It's like what? <laughs> it's like yeah, just send say thank you to Netflix.
1: Reminds me when the, mm-hmm. the movie Wayne's World when they used Bohemian Rhapsody. They brought and that it, song, yeah, they brought yeah. it back to life, and everyone's like. This is the greatest song ever fucking written. Yeah, yeah. And it aged, and it's still yeah, such a good song, dude. Did uh, Queen played for the uh, at the Jubilee for the uh, the, the Queen of England? Yeah. They were the headliners. <laughs> and they played. I mean, it was just Freddie amazing.
0: Mercury in that song. You can tell he's singing with some real oh, emotion. Yeah. yeah, that's my. I, I want my singers. I want to feel your emotion when you sing. Yeah, and I'll be like, oh, he's flat. I don't care about your voice. Is there? Can I? Feel feel what you're doing yeah we've had
1: this discussion it's got to be real man yeah Yeah. all right here's the uh not the big question but i want to know are you a pussy (laughs) okay because there are six things i saw this video and i said i got to run this by miguel all right these were the six things i'll
0: tell you what tom called me tom called me the toughest pussy he's ever met (laughs) he's like like, you're tough but bro you're like a pussy he's like look, you'll get into a fight but you'll wait in your car till it stops raining I'm like, yeah. He's like, You're I'm like, that's that's like wild pussy shit. He's like, You'll like, you know, you'll fucking be bloody and sweaty and not give right. a shit, but you scuff your sneakers and your nights ruined. <laughs>
1: I'm like, Yeah, sounds about right. He's that's, like,
0: You're you're literally the toughest pussy I've ever met. It's actually incredible. It's pretty accurate. It's funny shit. It's pretty accurate. All right,
1: so these are the six things that said, Are you a pussy? Number one, you can't handle criticism. A pussy is a guy that can't take criticism.
0: Yeah. You know. I can take criticism.
1: Yeah. Well, I to me, it really all depends on the intent of the uh, critic. <laughs> also depends. If, are they tricky. looking to just shit who's on me the, or are they yeah. being constructive? And who's the critic? That's my point.
0: That's the big one.
1: Like, <laughs> who am I getting this criticism but, but from? But
0: even that, if it's someone that you respect and you look up to, can yeah. you take their criticism? And if it's someone you don't look up to or someone right. you're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> that's it's my like, point. can you brush it off? Yeah. Because if it upsets you, it's like, why do you care right. about their opinion? hmm You know? A wolf doesn't care about the opinions of sheep.
1: The second one is a pussy does not stand up for themselves.
0: 100% true. Goes back to what we were talking about earlier tonight. Yeah. You've got to stand up for yourself. you got to be able to say no. Even if you get your ass kicked, mm-hmm. at least that person knows this kid's got balls. Yep. Got to mm-hmm. have balls. I say that about Benny all the time. I make fun of my son all the time because <laughs> he just does some random shit. But the one thing I'll say about that kid, he has balls.
1: Yeah. Tough. Yeah. I respect that. Kid's got heart. Yeah. He'll just keep going no matter what. I mean, I see it in a lot of marriages. You know, you don't you want to keep the peace, but my God, you know, you got to stand up for yourself. Where's
0: that whole happy wife, whether happy you're life, woman, life? Whether but, you're a
1: woman or a man, I mean, you got to stand up for yourself, for God's sake. hundred percent. You know?
0: Well, somewhere along the line, you know, happy wife, happy life. Bullshit. If you're not happy and your wife's happy, that marriage is not going to succeed.
1: Well, I think... There's an interesting quirk in in women and this is strictly my opinion. Tell me about it. <laughs> okay. Now, and the quirk is that I mean 75% of all divorces are are uh, instigated by women. Okay. Mm. And I think women need they, they not need. They have a thing where they need to respect the husband, but they also need to admire the husband. And I think after a while they just lose that admiration for the guy. Well, part of it's the husband's fault. No doubt, it's the husband's fault. Because I'm comes not blaming home, the
0: woman. He comes though. home from work. He says, "What's for dinner?" Goes right to the yeah. TV room. Plops his fat ass down. Starts having some beers. Yeah. Gets a belly. Starts not looking like the guy she met. And then on Saturday's like, hey, "You want to fool around?" Yeah. No, I don't want to fool around with you. Your tits are bigger than mine.
1: Yeah. Once every two weeks, he rolls over on her and, and you know gets yeah, her the thirty-second rocket ride.
0: Yeah. Like, stop it. Yeah. Like, you got you to gotta stay the person you are. Actually, someone I worked with one time. He you
1: was have like, to improve the
0: person that you are. Yeah, yeah, man. And, you know, do things together, you know. Like, Steph and I both got the nutritionist at the same time. Right. And it's been very beneficial because we both wanted to change our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're both, like, pushing each other. Where right. I'm like, Steph, like, you look fantastic. She go, or, like, she'll be like, babe, you look really good today. Yeah. And it's like we're, like, motivating each other to stay with that. You know, we want to keep the hots for each other. You want to keep it hot. Dude, I get it. You know, because there's nothing worse when you don't feel sexy or you don't feel attractive. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe you don't find the other person that attractive. I've never had that issue. I find my way very attractive. But I've had where I'm like, ugh, like how do you like.
1: Even if you're not even talking about attraction, you just got to, you got to always be optimistic in your, uh, in your relationship. You can't be the douchebag walking around like constantly criticizing your wife or. Those guys, they just hate life. They do. They hate life and you they know, come it, home and they take like it on their way. It's steamrolled them. It's horrible, man. Yeah. It's,
0: it's a shame how many women are out there that haven't been told in like four years that they're just beautiful. Yeah. Or have a husband just be like, I love you. I or, appreciate you. Or haven't gotten laid in a great way. Like know? for real. Yeah. Seriously. Like take them. Like it was the first time you took them. Yeah. Make them feel wanted. Exactly. That's what they want. They want the boom, boom. They want you to break that headboard one more time.
1: They want D's. D's. That's
0: <laughs> They want it. It's true, man you know, you got to give it to them because guess what? If you don't, somebody else will.
1: Yeah, and like I said, that's like that's 75% be, of all marriages or divorces are just, It might be, or some, might
0: be some 21-year-old lifeguard at the country club. You never know.
1: Mm-hmm. Next one. A pussy is a person that doubts themselves. They have a lot of negative self-thought. <sighs> Here's the thing. I have no problem with negative self-thought.
0: I have mm-hmm. no problem with someone who doubts themselves. But if you cannot overcome that mm-hmm. and you let those thoughts control you, That's weakness. Yeah. All right. And I know we we talk about mental health and you got to watch your mental health and absolutely. But if you let those things take you over all the time, that is weakness. Yeah. And that's okay. But understand this. If you're doing nothing to strengthen that weakness, you are choosing to lose and fail. That is a choice. You can choose to see a doctor. You can choose to see a therapist. You can choose to call your friends and be like, I need help right now. you It's not easy, but you have to. If you choose to do nothing, then you're choosing to be miserable and unhappy. Mm-hmm. you got to get past that. Our biggest enemy is the person looking back at us in the mirror. It's the voice in our head.
1: Right. I know a lot of guys, and I know a lot of girls too, actually, that that use this mechanism. It's almost like they're self-deprecating Yeah. to the point of like, Hmm, this is the way, this is my normal life modus operandi, and I'll always kind like of oh, like take a step back. Operandi, you like that one, one. you want to steal? a that
0: nice, nice term use right there. Give us a kiss, baby. Yeah. Jesus, what was that about? <laughs> <laughs> Got weird in here real quick.
1: Slightly, Next one. Slightly turned on. Yeah, yeah. uh My mom's going go well, to go speak to that it, one. It's the Latin uh, thing you were talking about. Is, Latino <laughs> heat. My mom's going to be
0: like, ooh, Roy, I'll give you a kiss, Papito. I'm getting a lot of requests. I still have I'm to getting, meet her, dude. I'm getting a lot of requests to bring Mary Lou onto the podcast. Please. I don't know I if I'm. It. I don't know if I'm mentally ready for that. It'll be the first 35 minute episode.
1: <laughs> It'll be the first <laughs> episode. People are like, "Did Professor
0: Miguel speak at all?" I'll be in a corner, traumatized. It's reliving my childhood. Memories. All right. So let
1: me throw names at you, of the people that are around us. Okay. Who would you think would be a good guest? A good guest? Yeah. Uh, it could be a student it could be you know people you talk about it could be people you work with I think my mom would be a great guest I do too I really do I do too because it'd be she's like it's such a cool story well
0: it, it'd be like having four or five guests at once because she's got so many personalities <laughs> right. like her accent would change several times oh, what? <laughs> oh my god it'd be amazing people would be like what the fuck I'm like oh yeah it's exciting <laughs>
1: And now, wait, can you like switch her personalities? Like tell her to be a different personality? Oh yeah, it's wild.
0: It's crazy. She's an interesting human being. I love her to to death. I haven't talked to her as much lately. My mom in the group chat, God bless her. I love it. And I know she's going to hear this. And I truly, truly love this. I wake up every morning and there's a message from my mom in the group chat. Saying good morning, have a great day. I love you all so much, and like she like you know Mikey that my family calls me Mikey. I I just gave that up. Nobody knew that. Um, She's like Mikey, have a great day. Drive safe, you know. Gabby, have a good day at work. I love it, and it's like it's one of those things where like if I woke up like you know one day I'll wake up and I won't have that. I'm gonna be sad about it, and I always try to like reply back like love you, Mary Lou and That's like you awesome, know it's though. been rough like these how last cool couple. is that though yeah like my sister told my mom she goes look like he's in the middle of a lot of shit right now just i was like yeah. mom I, I called my mom i was like i love you i'm just i'm really just let me get through this month yeah i never want to say like i'm busy because she's gonna take that as i'm too busy for her and i'm not it's just like there's so many moving parts right now i just yeah. gotta get through it and then hey by july 1st we'll be loving life would uh, would gabby
1: be a good guest
0: my sister yeah I don't know. It's hit or miss. She's very shy.
1: <laughs>
0: I think Steph would be a good guest. I was gonna she's ask getting, it, you You gotta give her a couple, my next one. Yeah, give her a couple white claws. Right. <laughs> give her one. You really want to know what it's give like her, with him? <laughs> listen, two white claws. She's great. Three, done. Lush, lush. No fun for anyone. I end up babysitting. <laughs> That's funny shit, man. My sister would be good. Uh, she's funny. She's got. We have very similar sense of humor. Her, yeah. And I. We're also each other's like biggest fan and supporter, which awesome. is kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think my mom would be good. My Aunt Rosie might be good, but she's very sensitive. She gets very fired Steph up Steph needs very to loosen up a little. Steph needs to like, you know, have a drink beforehand. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, my Aunt Selena would be great because she's like, my Aunt Selena is like. This is the one that beat you up? No, that's my Aunt Rosie. Okay. My Aunt Selena is the one that told me about football. She, uh, if I could compare her to anyone, think of like, late 80s early 90s comedy Mm -hmm. like just very foul vulgar
1: on the women's side like a Roseanne Barr kind of thing or you like think
0: like Roseanne Barr mixed with like Andrew Dice Clay okay Uh, oh that was like my aunt growing up like she was just like (laughs) the funniest person and had like the best stories hickory
1: dickory Dock.
0: she was she, and she was the best ball buster okay like if she started making fun of someone she wouldn't stop and she just laid it on everything but the person she was making fun of would be cracking up too because they knew that she wasn't lying. Like she, right, didn't tell the right. truth. she was just hilarious when I was a kid. Wow. That's awesome. That's man. how I learned how to tell a joke and a story was just listening to her. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's true. That's awesome.
1: Next, are you a pussy? You talk behind people's backs. I hate that. Holy shit. Do I hate that? I don't like it. Um, I, I don't like it. I mean, know. I'll talk about people, positive, negative. I'm just saying, but it's like, I'm whatever I say behind your back I'm willing to say in front of your it's, back
0: it's different when you're having a conversation you're sharing opinions about something right. that's that's different but when you're like man F that guy that guy's a yep. piece of shit and it's like like, there's no story or substance behind yep. it it's like okay. there's no context yeah. behind it I'll tell you something worse the person that does that then they see the person like hey what's up dude mm. oh the hypocrite yeah. the hypocrite can't yeah. trust that person <laughs> I always tell everyone too Stabber and uh I told this to my mother-in-law one time because she was telling me how one of her friends just was like ripping on someone Mm -hmm. behind their back. And it's like they were having a conversation like, you know, I'm just concerned about this and that, you know, like stuff that you don't tell people because you don't want to like offend them or upset them. Mm -hmm. This was straight shit talking. And I told her, I was like, be very careful, Pat, because people that talk like that about other people Mm
1: -hmm. when you're not
0: in the room. Oh yeah. That's how they talk about you. Hell yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. I was like, oh, trust me. When you're not there, he's ragging on you because that's what he does. They're comfortable doing it. Yeah.
1: And it's because it's usually a reflection of themselves. Of course. They're angry at themselves. They're angry at And by usually, I mean it's always a reflection of themselves. <laughs> you don't hate me. You hate now, yourself. Now, is that more of a woman thing or a man thing? What? Talking shit behind people's back? Yeah. I find it to be more of a woman thing. Very catty. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it is, I will
0: say it's more of a woman thing, but there's a lot of guys that are low-key. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm not even going to say bit, pussies. Well, if we're talking they're about pussies. They're low-key so, I mean, low bitches, are Low-key fucking bro. pussies. Low-key bitches. Exactly. Bitch made. Yep.
1: Then when you confront them, they're like,
0: oh, that's not what I said. And it's like,
1: yeah, it is. Yeah. It's
0: exactly what
1: you said. Exactly. And we got it on tape or we got you know, yeah. whatever. No, I got no room for that shit. I like, I like real motherfuckers. Okay. Next one and the last one people that are and this goes back to like the cancel culture horseshit. you're a fucking pussy if you damn
0: it's 11.45 how'd we get to this time
1: I don't know man we really go
0: (laughs) All right, hit me with it because my pussy ass is getting sleepy
1: being overly or unnecessarily emotional
0: you might just have a low testosterone problem and the estrogen (laughs) (laughs) level like I know when I start getting emotional it's time for daddy to take his medicine
1: (laughs) (laughs) vitamin T (laughs) <laughs> well, that
0: goes that goes back to what we were talking about where you know, you were talking about self-doubt like and control, joke, man. But if you're overly or underly sensitive like, man, like that's you. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a if you're, if you're upset, if you're offended, okay, you're allowed to be. Right. But no one around you should have to change. Exactly. You need either get out of there and realize like, hmm, maybe not the comedian for me. Like if Dave Chappelle, you know, offends you, it's very simple. Don't listen. Turn the channel. Or whatever. Don't listen to them. Yeah. You know what I do when someone comes on? I'm like, "Ah, I don't like them. Kardashians come on. I don't like them. I don't sit there and go, I can't. No, I change the channel. I put on ESPN. I'm like, ah, this is good. It's it's safe here for now.
1: Yeah. I'm seeing that with a lot of college students. Like they're just so goddamn. They feel like their own. Like it's
0: your. It's your responsibility to make sure they're not offended, and that goes back to what we did at the beginning of the podcast, which is. They are animals that have been raised in captivity. Yep. They are not ready for the wild. Yeah. So,
1: like that lion is looking at me weird. Yeah, that lion's going to eat you. I blame the college administrators in those in those cases. Like, have some fucking stones. If this was the fifties or sixties or seventies, these college administrators would have kicked these assholes out of off a of campus. I'll tell you where it started.
0: With the parents, participation trophies. Oh, but that's without a doubt. Everyone is special. No. Some of you are not special. You suck. Yeah, guess what, yeah. Timmy? You're horrible at soccer. Yeah. You are not a good soccer player. You do not deserve that trophy. Mm-hmm. You are not on a championship team. And guess what? That's okay. Maybe you can be a pianist or you can work at a patisserie or you're meant to teach people or <laughs> you're, you're really meant to be tiny a firefighter. elements
1: of all the parts of the yeah. podcast. <laughs> you could
0: be so many things.
1: Right. This isn't for you yeah. though. <laughs> but soccer player is not one of them. <laughs> right.
0: I wish I could be a phenomenal basketball player. Right. But I'm not. Right. And that's okay. I'm good at other things that basketball players can't do. Right. That's okay. We're not supposed to be You got to find your own way. Find your way, man. Yeah. And stay in your lane. Everyone feels like everyone's got to cater to them to make sure they're happy and comfortable in yeah. life. They stay in a fucking Holiday Inn. Yeah. You don't got to be comfortable. You're not my guest in this planet. I'm, I'm the guest on this planet. Right. I'm not responsible for you.
1: That's one of the things I admire about... Martial art, or I mean jujitsu in particular, is that this is a meritocracy, man. It, it's like if you suck, you're gonna get pounded in this. Th- I mean, good for you for sticking around. Oh, yeah. well, you know, people like but, easy things like, oh, professor doesn't roll
0: with me. Okay, no shit, you're a two stripe white belt. Right. I got, I got purple belts in here. I got brown belts in right. here. I got high level guys to compete. Like, wait your turn. Yeah, just wait your turn. Yeah. Could you imagine what would have happened if I would have ever like complained about not getting around with Ricardo? <laughs> Holy shit, he'd be like, "Ah, oh, you want to run? Okay. Then the ass beating they would have pursued. <laughs> shit. I didn't complain, though, because I was already getting my ass beat by Tom and Dante right, and those right. guys. The last thing I wanted you was to go around already? with Ricardo. Right. It's just bad. I'm like,
1: can you please give me that new white belt? <laughs> <laughs> need a break. All right. Question of the night. Here we go. What are your three favorite YouTube channels? Oh, God. Um... I don't know if I have like any YouTube channels that I actually follow. Okay. What are your three favorite Instagram channels then? Mm-hmm. Aside from like specific people. So,
0: so not specific. All right. So I'll give you, like, give uh, me
1: something that, that like you automatically go to when you go on the internet, whether it's YouTube or Instagram or whatever. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the BJJ fanatics page
2: Okay,
0: on Instagram. They're always like, you know, posting cool clips huge honor for me or like the adcc north america one like because they're always posting clips and stuff like and right it's fantastic i love that uh but like let's let's step away from jujitsu because i feel like that's kind of obvious yeah. everyone knows i'm watching those videos uh i watched this one called french pastry chef i'm obsessed with it <laughs> You're waiting for that <laughs> i am i'm obsessed with it <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the food or like my fat boyness right it's really just like Man, like, look at what they're doing with charts. They're they're artists. Like, this is crazy. And then, like, my, like, I almost have, like, a heart attack when they take the knife and cut into it. And and I'm like, (laughs) why would you do that? I'm like, you made a beautiful chessboard. Right. (laughs) And the whole thing is edible. uh, uh, Like, I told told my wife last night. I was like, look at this guy. This guy makes chocolate sculptures dressed in all white. Yeah. And not an ounce of chocolate on his white suit. What? I was like, he's a magician. He is. Chocolate is so messy. (laughs) And he's getting none of it on him. I love good channels. Oh, I love it. I watch a ton of them. Uh, That's one. I'm really big into like do-it-yourself, like DIY channels. Like woodworking or like cabinetry or electrical. Like building walls, complete bathroom renos. Build the wall. Build the wall. Different type of wall. (laughs) This is shiplap. (laughs) This one will ship you with someone on your lap. That's a good one. Uh, And that's just me know, because of like, you know, where I'm at in my life right now. Right. And I do follow this one page. His mm-hmm. name is Bad Dog. <laughs> bad Dog. He wow. is a New York Giants fan. Who okay. does, like. <laughs> I just love him because he gets so fired up. <laughs> and every now and then, like, during football season, like, if the Giants were doing polio, like, I need to make sure I'm not going crazy. <laughs> and He'll go out there and be like, hey, guys, Bad Dog here. So uh, just got done. You know, it's Monday. It's the day after the Giants game. And all I can say is... What is Dave Cattleman doing? And he gets all riled (laughs) up. I'm like, this guy's going to have a heart attack. I was like, let me watch him so that I don't have a heart attack. It's hard. I still, I don't want to, but I still get emotionally invested watching those football teams. Not as much as like in my my early 20s, but I'm still like, God damn it, what a waste of three hours. (laughs) Like, that's where I really get pissed off. It's like, I dedicated three hours to watch this garbage. Yeah. Yeah. i get mad at myself. I'm like, I should have just watched the Kansas City Chiefs game. (laughs) that's pretty much what i'm watching nothing all right
1: so there you go man all right those are your three channels french pastry oh yeah the uh giants football thing bad dog and diy shit diy do it yourself baby.
0: and i'm sleepy i love it all right guys talk to you next week